Yo, BJ Gador with the BJ Gador podcast, and we have an excellent episode planned for today. My guest will be Justin Yule from the Great Lakes, Minnesota, a fellow Midwest man, a longtime dude in the fitness game. We have so much to talk about today, including, all right, Justin's origin story. We're going to go through his top five transformation tips. Justin does an amazing job of helping busy men and women, all walks of life, particularly adults make big changes in their life in and out of the gym. So we're going to share those. We're going to do some Ozempic. All right. This is the hottest thing right now. Uh, all these celebs are taking it. Um, we actually know some people that have taken it. We're going to talk about the implications, short-term, long-term. We're also going to discuss AI. Now I've done a, a podcast about chat GPT specifically. Uh, and and a, Justin is actually has developed some, some resources for trainers to help take advantage of AI and Kind of getting things done faster and you know scaling your time better but also you know we are i think in the next three or five years uh some crazy things are going to happen that like basically could wipe you know what me off the face there there's i'm all over the internet so they could, they could replicate me like this um so we'll talk about that the future of fitness uh nutrition specifically uh because justin has developed something called nutrition os that has basically uh become a go-to resource for trainers looking to teach people how to eat. All right. It's the biggest challenge, right? You, you can give people all the exercise in the world. If they don't change their diet, if they don't really approach it as a lifestyle, nothing long-term is going to happen. And uh, we'll finish with a special project that nice. Justin and I are working on together, online workout automator for trainers looking to build a five to six figure business in 2024. So great topics coming your way. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Quick housekeeping thing, sponsors, okay? Brought to you by thedailybg.com. Free seven-day trial at thedailybg.com. All my workouts ad-free. Also, the only supplement I take daily. Okay, look at that. You want five of these for free? And a free one-year supply of vitamin D, go through my link. Uh, it's a greens powder, yes. Best tasting, yes, but also a complete nutritional supplement, complete multivitamin, 75 whole food ingredients, eight to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables. All right. So you got to get it. And also all the drip you see, all the gear I wear in my videos. All right. Sleeves sold separately.com. We manufacture in downtown LA. All right. So we don't give you sweatshop prices because we don't do that sweatshop bullshit. All right. Best fits and fabrics in the game. So check it out too. So Justin, welcome to the show, baby. Hey, thanks, man. It's just, it's kind of hilarious. You're rocking a tank top over there and California, I'm sitting here in a freaking sweatshirt, hoodie, up in Minnesota, freezing my tail off. Look, man, you, got, from, you got out. I did. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for those that don't know. Um, so I know what that's all about. And, and we just talked, you know, before the call, a couple of things. One, I put on my special fake gold chain just to kind of look pretty for you. And you got a three-year plan, I think, to maybe become a snowbird. That's right. Living the dream. That's the plan. That's Snow, the plan. Snowbirds do it best, by the way, in my opinion. Yep. I'm looking forward, uh, looking forward to, to that for sure. So I want to talk to you, uh, quickly. Let's go through kind of origin story within fitness. Um, I call you the silver Fox. Yep. Is that, is that a nickname that people go with? I mean, you got, you, no, no, no one comes up with the nicknames like you. I mean, Sultan of sweat. Come on. I mean, the, uh, get, get the metabolic Messiah. I mean, there's so many. The Prince of perspiration. That's right. Prince perspiration. I know all the old ones. I've been around a while. Now I'm, Uncle Baby the Biscuits. That's right. Or, or the Baby the Biscuit. And by the way, people have asked me, like, what, what is that about? Well, I'm, it's uncle because I'm old as fuck. It's baby because I'm still young in heart. And, and frankly, I look pretty damn good for 41. 
and uh, biscuits because I love biscuits. So it's, it's just a beautiful blend. Conglomerate. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, what's been your also the Emperor of Exercise? Yeah, I mean, there's one. a lot of great ones. All, all by the way, all self-proclaimed. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> so how'd you get started in this whole game? Like, and, and one thing I want to say just to give uh give people some understanding of why I brought you on. First of all, I, I only bring on the best in the business. Justin is maybe the best salesperson I've ever encountered in and out of the gym. He's got a long, and he's going to talk about this, a long time track record um, in, in, in clubs. Obviously, he has his own gym now in Minnesota, the Transformation Club, I believe it's called. Um, yep. And I mean, this guy just, one thing, here's what I'll say. I, I like to sell, like, I, especially when I'm passionate about something, but I don't like doing sales copy, like all the, like, but when, when I kind of got to know him, like this guy gets hard. Like you get excited by yep. doing this stuff, which is great because, you know, that's what it takes to be successful in anything. You got to really want to do it. For sure. You know, uh, I don't know how deep you want to go back to, you know, childhood and whatnot. You know, dude, I'm a product. You know, I was born in 75. I'm a product of the 80s. Arnold, Sly, Action Heroes, He-Man, right? X-Men. Like, you know, so like that was, you know. 80s bodybuilding right so it was all like in your face right so you know i was an overweight kid i was shy i was quiet um so you know got in the gym my dad got me in the gym he was, he worked out when i was like 13 and i just i really fell in love with it i still literally have on the shelf over there the first mail order this is mail order back in the day book on uh on bodybuilding uh fitness um so yeah i really got into it 13 14 years just reading about uh, the science, exercise programming, uh, biomechanics, all that kind of stuff just kind of tickled my fancy, if you will. Um, little known fact, I went to Joe Weider's bodybuilding camp in California way back in the day, uh, which, which was a hell of an experience. Got to meet all the pros and uh, it was just a really cool experience. Um, one summer I was there for a few weeks, which was really awesome. Uh, yeah, I just got, kind of got into it. We're, tell me, I just need to stop you for a second. So tell me what, what goes on at Joe Weider's camp. Are you guys working out or is it just like lectures? It's it's mixed everything and a lot of eating. Um, so for me, because I was there for a couple of weeks, like usually you, you go for like a week or five days or whatever it was, like there's, there's groups. And I think I went for three groups. So uh, very quickly, the counselors realized who I was and I was really young. Right. I think I, I think I was 15, 16 years old. Right. So I was like the youngest one there by far. Um, and a couple of counselors took me under their wing. So I'd get up with them at four o'clock in the morning and work out with them before camp even started. And then there was like different workouts throughout the day. Food was amazing. Uh, lectures uh, in like classroom style. Uh, but then also uh, there'd be lectures slash guest posing from the pros. So, I mean, all the pros back in the day got to meet pretty wild. Uh, you know, Dorian Yates, was, who, who was the guy who was, was really up and coming uh, at that point. You know, he was, uh, you know, this is like the Lee Haney era transition to Dorian Yates, for those who know what I'm talking about. Um, I can't remember the exact year, but yeah, it was it was a great time. It really was. Um, you know, so when it came time for college, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I grew up, but I knew I liked fitness um and working out so i was like well let me just go study exercise science and learn as much as i can uh and that's kind of you know naturally put me into the gym setting for my internship um and that's kind of what put me on the trajectory into into the health club setting which you you mentioned so the first half of my career I've been doing this for almost 30 years first half of my career was health clubs and then the second half has been my own business and it's funny you mentioned earlier you know and i appreciate the, the 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 commentary about you know my, my sales prowess if you will I uh, I did not come up that way. 
actually, believe it or not. Um, it was it was born out of necessity. So my first year working for a major health club chain, it became pretty apparent to me at the time I'm living in Northern Virginia. I'm actually from Long Island, New York. Um, so I did a little time in Connecticut uh, for my internship, but ultimately I ended up in Virginia, Northern Virginia. And uh, I very quickly realized like th this like $35,000 year income, A, it ain't gonna work here in Northern Virginia, right? One of the most expensive areas in the country to live. And B, it's like, this ain't, this ain't my thing. This is not what I signed up for. You know, I always saw myself, you know, making, you know, good income. So I'll never forget sitting down uh, in, in a kitchen uh, with my girlfriend at the time going, this, this isn't going to work. Like, I can't do this. But I also don't want to be the guy, and no offense to anybody who's done this, who like six careers later from his degree, you know, still young at that point. I'm like, I'm still paying off my student loans. I don't want to be like doing something completely different. And I had no clue what I wanted to be because, in, you know, in high school, it was like, honestly, it was like Air Force or fitness. <laughs> Those are the two things in my head. Seriously, I was going to fly jets or get into fitness, and I went the fitness route because military just wasn't wasn't my bag, right? It wasn't for me. So I I got to figure this shit out, right? So here's a lesson to all the trainers out there. I mean, the first thing I did, which nobody ever taught me, was like, well, what's my what's my nut, right? You know, we hear that, right? What's your monthly nut or your annual nut? Like, what do you got to make, right, just to sustain? And then, like, what are your goals? Right. So I sat down and I was like, OK, here's some here's my monthly nut. Here's some just short term goals, not long term, multi, you know, trying to be a million or anything. But like, what was my number? And the number at the time was double what I was making. <clears throat> right. So that was a real kick in the ass. Right. So nobody was making that money, really, unless you're up in like management and like, you know, here I am my first year of training. So I had to figure it out. So. I basically it came down to a knowing what I needed needed a goal, and then b like putting a plan together. So I reverse engineered like all the ways I could make money, and at that time there wasn't a lot of ways in the business, and right down to how many people I would need to meet per day, based on my conversation to consultation, consultation to close, average sale per close. I just started playing the numbers, and this is not my thing at the time, and I just but there was nobody to help me. So I just figured it out and I put a plan together and the plan at the time, the first month of my plan was January of 2002, I think. Um, I had to write $15,000 in revenue, right? Now at the time in personal training at a health club, five was the average, seven were the studs, right? And I was in that five to seven range. So I had arrived, right? Nobody was doing 15, not on a consistent basis. Right. So I was like, well, it's do or die. So I had to very quickly get into mindset, something we'll probably talk about later, and money. Right. And put those two together and you can get good at sales. Right. And I blew that number away that first January. I blew the number away for the year. Instead of making 70, I made 90. The next year I made over 100. And it just kept kind of going from there. Uh, but it was born out of necessity because this is what I want to do. And I think a lot of trainers, in the fitness space, they just, they want to be in the gym environment. Maybe they want to actually help people, um, but they don't do what it takes to actually make it a career, which is why they either phase out very quickly. The average trainer lasts like three to six months, right? Or they are that forever trainer that's forever broke, right? And I didn't want to be either one of those things. I'll take it one step further. And I, I've, I've been there too with that mindset where, 
they they actually don't even want to make money because yeah. they have there's this like black hole in the mind about them not deserving it, it's a self-worth thing it's about them you know still to this day there's a lot of that well i would do this for free and people need it because everyone's hurting they're sick they're they're overweight but doctors don't do that right. lawyers don't do that all right and again i always hate to kind of equivocate with like the real professions but at the end of the day too that's part of the problem we don't consider ourselves worthy uh though at the end of the day people are often coming to us to help them solve all their problems yeah and the this other side of it too right? that i found because you know i ultimately got into because of my success i ultimately got into then coaching other trainers and teaching sales trainings i mean i wrote the scripts that became for that entire national company became the scripts i wrote those scripts um when you get to the mindset piece, what I very quickly learned, because I realized it myself, but I had to get over it very fast. But then as I was training trainers, I learned this. And even to this day, when I train trainers who own their own businesses, um, there's a mindset of, well, I can't afford that. So how can I ask them to pay that? Right. And we have to realize, especially as a young trainer, you know, 23, 24, 25 coming out of school, you're not your target market. You know, you're not the 45 or 50 year old, you know, business person who can pay you 70 or 100, or 125 bucks an hour, depending on what you're charging, where, where you, where you're living. Right. So like, you know, at that time, this is, this is like I said, early 2000s, it was like 70 bucks a session. I'm like, I can't pay, you know, eight, five, six, it was 560 and 820. I think were the prices for two times a week and three times a week, you know, for a month, can't drop that kind of coin every month. Right. And with that mentality, you'll never sell because you're not your client. And you have to get past that. Well, a big piece of that too is if you want to be in sales, you've got to become very comfortable. You almost have to enjoy rejection mm -hmm. because what you have to, because it's so defeating early on, because you can try to sell to 100 people and no one buys. And some people fold, other people, it motivates them so deeply that they just do an amazing amount of additional work or. They flip the script or they just find a way to succeed again these are this is the winner's mentality again that's why sales is not for everyone for this reason because rejection is brutal man rejection is brutal it takes its toll and um you know that's obviously something that you had to get over quite quickly what, what was it for you because people deal with this whether they're in sales or not what they want to ask someone out they want to you know ask for a favor whatever it is or you know it's just People are afraid to take action because of rejection, myself included, many times over the years. How did you get over that? Uh, this is going to sound so cliche, but it's 100% true. I had a strong why. You know, from the, this is what I want to do with my life, career, to the, I don't want to do something else and still pay for a degree in this, <laughs> right? You know, both ends of the spectrum. Like, I had a strong why. Like, this is it, man. It's do or die. Um, you know, and I had goals. And, uh, you know, so I just I just looked at it from that standpoint and it became very black and white saying, I have to make this much money. Right. This is based on, you know, it's basic as the monthly nut or the annual nut to the to the goals that I want to achieve. I have to make this much money, you know, and. Knowing, OK, well, if this is what the average sale is, this is what I charge, you can reverse engineer that down to why I have to have 10 conversations today with some of the people on the floor. Right. If I don't have, you know, the, the free fitness assessments in my schedule, maybe there's two in my schedule today because, you know, every new member gets a free assessment and, you know, health club setting. Well, I got to go find eight other people to have conversations with. Right. Otherwise, I'm behind a day and you can very quickly get behind. So I would sit down 
at the end of every shift every day and I would tally up where am I at and readjust my numbers for the remaining of the month. Right. And that might sound like overkill, but you know, I got, you know, if I, if I made it nine yards, well, tomorrow I got to get 11 because I'm supposed to get 10 a day. Right. If I made it eight tomorrow, I got to get 12. If I made it 13, well, I can not necessarily take my foot off the gas and only get seven tomorrow. But if I, you know, if I want to, I can. Right. And that's kind of the mentality I had. And I'd always try to finish my month early um, and not deal with that. You know, if you've been in the health club setting, you know what closeout is. Uh, I never really want to be a part of that. Uh, so try to get away from it. It's like it's like the cops at the end of the month trying to get the speeding tickets. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, look, one thing there just to unpack is what's endemic, I think, to your success in and out of the gym is you're committed to the process. You mentioned, yeah, I want to make X amount of money. You, you obviously have outcomes in mind, goals in mind. But the big number that stuck out to me was 10 conversations. Yeah. Right. When I look at social media marketing, it's getting out at least one post a day and a newsletter. And then if I can get in more, great. But I know if I continue that process by the end of the year, ebbs and flows up and down, nobody else is going to be doing that. Right. You know, beyond the fact that what I try to focus on is giving people for free what other people charge for. So when you can do that consistently and you focus on the process part of it, you know, a thousand uploads to YouTube versus how many subscribers you have, you know, these are the things that end up paying dividends long-term. Now I want to skip ahead now to how you transition from you know selling and health clubs to starting your own gym and that's actually kind of probably around the time when we first connected yeah it is you know it's just one little analogy i'll give you going back to what we we're talking about earlier it's sets and reps just like working out yeah. right if you look at what's work sets reps weight right totally equals workload for the workout how you make the workout more dense well you either add more sets more reps or more or more weight in the same time period same concept right um so anyway, uh, the transition was, you know, funny thing is, is if I go back to college, you know, I remember my English, my, my, my level one English freshman class, I literally like had to do a creative writing project. And like what came out of me was, was owning my own gym. And I got, of course, I got into the health club space naturally with an internship. And then I got connected to another health club. And, you know, I just found myself down that path and it was very lucrative. Uh, I had risen through the ranks. I, that's why. That's how I got to Minnesota. That's where the headquarters is. You know, had you know, kind of national attention. I was in charge of training of trainers, and you know, it, it was a good career. But ultimately, as the more I got up into corporate, the more I realized this is not me. I'm a, I'm a kind of in the trenches, on the ground. Uh, if I have an idea today, I want to execute on it today, not six months from now. You know, I don't want to be in meetings with people who've never actually been in the field. So I very quickly fell out of love with the corporate side of things. Um, and then through some life changes, divorce and all that kind of stuff, um, ultimately I found myself starting my own business. Um, I started searching out in 2008, this is going back, um, you know, What's outside these four walls of this big health club company, right? Because that's all I knew. Are there actually trainers out there who aren't just struggling, but are actually successful? Did some searching, um, Googling, and I found, this is a summer day, I'm sitting by myself, and I found Ryan Lee and Pat Rigsby, right? And so I kind of went down the Pat Rigsby trail, and it was, um, he was hosting that fall, um, him and his partners at the time were hosting a club industry. They were hosting like a one day free kind of seminar thing. And you could pay 250 bucks to get a one-on-one -on -one or one-on two with the, you know, with him and his partner at the time. And I paid for you. I'm like, well, shit, I'm, I'll, I'll go ask some questions. Right? So I went to this event 
And I'm pretty sure I actually briefly ran into you at dinner. Uh, it was a lot of the old school guys who were there that night. I, I think you were there. I, I'm not 100% sure. But this is this is the thing that connected me to you, and I'll, I'll get to that. So only two people of all the people in the room had signed up for this one hour with Pat and his partner at the time. I'm like, this is crazy, right? And the other guy had to leave. I purposely booked another night at the hotel because you just never know, right, from a networking standpoint. So Pat's a big Ohio Buckeyes fan. So he's like, hey, look, we're going to go to this bar. We're going to have lunch. We're going to, we'll do our one-on-one -on -one there. Cool, right? Like 10 hours later, we left. And I had met a bunch of people. I, I feel like you might have been there. I know like Will Fleming was there. Ryan Ketchum was there. Some of the old school guys who were, who were in uh, that circle back in the day. Um, you may or may not have been there. You can, you might not remember at all. But what connected me to you at the time was Pat was at the, he was getting ready to launch the boot camp blueprint. Now I'm still working for the health club, but boot camps were hot, and you guys had put together this kind of uh, course slash mastermind uh, for for boot camp owners. Um, and I signed up, you know, not having my own business, still working in a health club. It was 200 bucks a month. I'm like, whatever, I'm gonna pay 200 bucks a month just to learn. So that if I ever do decide to go on my own. I'm equipped, right? So a few months had gone by, um, and when I finally decided to to make the move, uh, I felt very prepared because of being part of that group and the relationship that I had started to build. So kudos to you and the Bootcamp Blueprint. You know that that was a special time, man. Again, those that uh, are listening, you know, the recession of 2008 hit, and out of necessity, because you know people paying 100 to 200 bucks plus for a single personal training session just started to not make sense for the average person in a boot camp setting you know you can get 20 plus people in there it's it's limited by how many people you can coach or the space uh you know at only 10 to 20 dollars a session right a fraction of the cost like all good business that's disruptive right you're solving typically a problem related to price and access and uh we happen to be lucky enough as a lot of its timing but a lot of it's also vision all right, and acting immediately. And um, we were able to kind of set a foundation for, you know, hundreds of trainers to, to kind of build, you know, make more work less and, and find a way to stick it out in this very challenging industry. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about too, because you're still in it, half the people that own gyms or that were in fitness in general are gone after the pandemic. And I wanted to talk about like, could you share some of the struggles you had, the innovations you had to make within the gym, um, to, to still be there. And again, you know, these are the things that you look for. It's like you're, you're absolutely, you see all these products that, you know, make more money, all of a sudden make a million dollars. But what about the hard times? Yeah. Cause no matter what you choose to do, you will be put in a situation where your back is against the wall. You're, you're in a corner, but again, the, those that stick it out, they just, they, they fight their way out. They just find a way. So talk to me about, again, I, it's, it's one of those things we, yeah, I always like to, kind of bring up the pandemic when we talk about this because it's, it was such a seismic shift and it's going to be part of all of our identities moving forward. I don't mean to beat a horse, but this is a big part of, uh, I think, a credit to who you are as a person, your character, in terms of how you dealt with it. Yeah, so there's, there's a couple of routes that you could choose to go, and I think the blend is the best. So it's funny how you said, you know, because I remember like starting in 2009, like right after the recession, which was a rough time to start a brand new business, but it was that shift to going to a lower cost option boot camp group style. Um, that was that was the way, 
right? And I had a lot of success. We had built a really successful nationwide boot camp program in the health club chain that I was part of. So I had experience with that. With the pandemic, it actually what we found because you know I do I do coaching for for business coaches um, is the opposite direction. Going more expensive was actually the savior for many uh, gyms. Was shifting from maybe what had become of that you know large group personal training is what boot camp kind of evolved into but then you saw a lot of large group personal training businesses shifting into semi-private and even private again um and getting because you need to be in smaller spaces people want to be around less people but there are people who are at this point willing to pay the higher dollar amount maybe they didn't want to go to a health club but they would come to a training gym and work out with four or six other people right so that that shift was very popular in the transition of gyms that survived that wasn't a desire in my way at all i've run semi-private i've done private I've done all it and i just didn't want to go in that direction so i kind of decided to knowing and i'm actually coaching other trainers to transition this way but i'm not because there's also for me there's the passion i'm a large group guy kind of like you i like to be and there's an energy thing to it, right? And even though I wasn't coaching anymore, it's still my gym. Um, where we went, though, was we went into more, the, I hate the term high ticket, uh, so we call it more high value, high impact training, which was things getting into very specialized training. My wife is the expert on behind the scenes in terms of uh, she's a hormone and gut health specialist. So getting into programs now that are 12 weeks long but cost $3,000 right um and you know being able to build a six-figure nutrition coaching company on the back end of that uh which will lead into kind of what we'll talk about later with nutrition os um so that's kind of the, the the shift that we went into some of this very specific um symptom healing type of a situation as well as uh deep into mindset uh so those are the kind of the, the tracks that we went uh still shifting to an online training uh, as well, we had to make that shift. I mean, shit, our gym was closed for five months um, over the course of the year. You know, it was was it two and a half months? I think it was. I think it was, yeah, two and a half months, and then again, two and a half months late, like two two different times in the same year. Um, you know, and then we had a mass mandate when we reopened. You know, that didn't help us out, right? So we had to shift to online, and I still have clients who were diehards at the gym who are now diehards online. Right. They just they like the convenience and, and all that kind of stuff. So we kind of run both tracks uh, to the, to this day. But it's it's definitely, you know, you have to be willing to, um, you know, see where the puck is going, like the Wayne Gretzky quote. Right. And you got to skate to the puck. And, you know, for me, I skated to the puck in one aspect and I actually ignored it in the other. Um, but knowing that um, and looking at other routes of income for myself, uh, partnerships and um, you know things that we'll be talking about later on. In fact, partnership with you now, right? Here we are a couple of years later. So I've been doing some different partnerships over the years too that have been beneficial. You gotta keep diversifying. You gotta keep staying true to the original mission of the brand and, and, and evolve where necessary or also where you're willing to. Like you, like you yeah. said, you might know that there might be a better decision here, but at the end of the day, like building a business in my opinion, as long as you don't have shareholders to answer to, which especially in this case, you're, you and I were the main shareholders of our business. Uh, we built it for ourselves. Yeah. Out of a lifestyle, number one, money, great. Money is what's needed to support the lifestyle, but money is secondary to freedom of schedule, 
the things you want to do with day and day out, spending more time with Janelle, your wife, with Naomi, my wife. Um, you know, these are the things that I, I, I am always willing to pass up on some extra money if it takes me away from the lifestyle that I originally wanted to achieve when I started my business. So that's important to always have that perspective on a daily basis because uh, the ups and downs, it's a, I, I equate running your own business to be to like being a sports fan. It's an emotional roller coaster. And if you get caught up in the the big losses or the blowouts or just, you know, the, the, the terrible days, man, it can really uh, mess with your mind. So again, that, that's always important. I think about lifestyle at the end of the day. And if I'm as close to that as possible, even if it was shitty at work in my workout, whatever it would be, you know, we're on the right track. So uh, talk to me about the, this awesome gym you built. Cause that's, you know, a part of why we always initially get into this. It's like, how can we subsidize our supplements? How can I, uh, expense my the cool new training equipment I can get, you know, like it, give me accountability to stay in shape. So you built out pretty much in this is a state of the art world class uh, gym. Yeah. So we when we pre pandemic, you know, we were, you know, a, a traditional uh, rather, rather large, but a traditional style circuit kind of around the room, different equipment type stations. Um, you know, you got your you got your suspension trainers over there, your kettlebells over there, your dumbbells over there, and you you build you build the workouts around rotating through the gym, right? Um, well, that went away in the pandemic. It was like everybody's got to stay in their six foot box, right? So, as I was looking at renewing the lease, so we had to renew our lease in the middle of this, right? We had to sign a five year renewal on our lease, and they jack up our rate like fifteen hundred bucks a month on top of that, in the middle of all this, right? So talk about like having faith and taking action, which is my tagline. Um, I had this vision of what if we built and the way I did, I went and did the measurements, you know, I went six feet wide, right. And my gym's pretty big. It's like a good hundred feet long or something like that. It's, 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 it's a big space. Um, the whole thing is 8,400 square feet, which sounds big, but that includes offices and a yoga studio and a kitchen. And, but the actual gym floor is about 4,000 square feet. That, that's what really matters. So the way I, I, I set it up was. I was able to get 24 six foot wide by 15 feet long boxes or rectangles, right? You know, basically two sides of the gym with a nice aisle down the middle, right? And I wanted to create, everybody has their own gym inside of my gym, right? So I want to be able to have like, you know, adjustable power block, you know, power blocks are there, adjustable kettlebell, all the bands you need, uh, battling rope, uh, suspension trainer, um, you know, a training box, mini bands, sliders, like all, all the different toys, right? Literally at each station, right? So there's no trading. So one was kind of a pandemic thing, but two, as I was, as we were going through the forced pandemic training and going back old school, just body weight and bands, before we, I had this equipment thing, what very quickly came about was, I love training, I love program design. And as you know, from having your own boot camp in the fitness asylum back in the day, having people rotate around stations you got to factor that time in and they're generally not fast especially when they get chatty in the mid-morning classes right so you have to build in like 30 seconds 40 seconds rest at least right to get people set up so you 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 limit your ability in terms of like supersets and tri-sets and giant sets and like kind of like the old school bodybuilding stuff that i really love right but that went away because now we're all stuck in one spot but of course, you're semi-limited. You can do a lot, as you and I both know, with body weight and bands for sure. But when you start adding in all the other toys, it's like, whoa, now I can literally do anything I want, 
right? So I'm like, okay, I got to contain this now because I need attachment points for a band, a suspension trainer. What's the rope going to go through? How is this all going to organize? So I literally, you know, pen and paper. And then I went to the gym and I mocked it up with literally like I took a weight plate and I put a barbell through the weight plate. I, I taped on a, a broomstick handle and I made like this whole like contraption of what I call the transformation pole, right? Um, so yes, I have a transformation pole, my friend. And um, are, are you in the gym right now? No, this is actually my home office. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? I can actually show you because I have one in my house. Show it. For those so, of you, yeah. this is so, exclusive. So I took this design to just a local metal guy and I said, can you build this for me? And, you know, he had, I mean, this is, this is like your typical, like Midwestern, big gut, old grizzly guy. He had no clue what the hell I was trying to do here, but he built it for me. And we went through a couple of prototypes and uh, then I realized, okay, if I'm going to put this in my gym, this guy is really good with metal, but he's, I need something a little more professional, right? So I actually hired a local company that, uh, Metalworks company, and they brought in an engineer because they got, he's like, he's like, you want to cover your ass. Like every weld has to be pristine, has to be measured for, you know, how much force and torque you're going to be putting on this thing. Can't exactly have a, you know, a 200 plus pound woman hanging from the bar and it breaks, right? So, um, yeah, so we designed this thing. And uh, I've got 24 of these in my gym and then full on stage. So I'm gonna, you're going to take, take a little tour of the house here. So we go down the stairs into the dragon's lair. And what I love about this is, again, this is like, again, like this is who this is part of your DNA, just a refusal. Yeah. Quit. Refuse. Absolutely. So if we go in my gym here, it's a little bit of a shit show right now. But let's put you, I'm going to put you right here. Because when I do my home, when I do my in my workouts, this is kind of the setup of what it looks like. So I've got a TV right above you right now, right? That's a monitor where I can see uh, my face, my private Facebook group. I can see all the comments that are coming in. But TV over here, which has a timer on the wall for them and me. This sucker right here, it might be hard to see because it's black. Um, we can see it. At the gym near Greg. Um, but, you know, we've got this, basically this vertical bar, very heavy. This sucker weighs a ton. It's very heavy duty. Um, but down, down below, you got loop for the ropes to go through. Up top, you got your you got your spot for your suspension trainers to hang. Hang bands. You got a pole all the way down for all different type of band attachments. You got your pull up bar, pull down bar, anything here. You got the Bulgarian split squat, feet elevated, you know, push ups, hands elevated push ups. You name it. There's pretty much nothing that can't be done here. Uh, instead of adjustable dumbbells, they're over here. You can't see them. I mean, it's 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 the full on home gym. And then I think you you'll notice. Uh, well, no, number one, you'll notice Arnold in the background, of course. There he is. But you might notice this. I borrowed this from you, my friend. Can you read that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think you can see it. Learn it. Oh, to crush it. Got that from you back in the day. I'm like, I'm, that's going on my wall. <laughs> I said that? Yeah. And then I got the dragonfly. That's that's our logo over there. Um, you know, then this over here, this you know, mirror over here, whatnot for the rest of the, rest of the home and gym. Some old school bodybuilding stuff I see. The safety squat bar. Yeah, you got the yoke bar there. You got the trap bar down there. Uh, you know, then I got the lights around the room. Uh, so yeah, this is my home. This is my actual online training studio, right here. Um, so yeah, but we have again, we have twenty four of these. And, you know, in the back here, even got places to hold the bands. All the bands are here down low. This place for your handles and your mini bands. And yeah, this is this is the this, this is the transformation pole, my friend. And you built this in the midst of this 
global shutdown, basically. Yeah. So we built these. Um, they're about a thousand bucks a piece. Um, by the time they're done and engineered, um, I think I paid 20 grand for all 24. I got a deal because I bought 24 of them, or 25 of them because I got one from my house. Um, and then I had to get, you know, I had to get ropes for every station. We had some ropes, but the ropes were pretty shot. So I had to get brand new ropes for every station. Had to get, I had, I had like, you know, I think I had 14 spent trans, but I had to go get, you know, 10 more. Had to get vans for every station. Had to get adjustable dumbbells. I got, I got commercial grade power blocks. Um, got a got a pretty good deal on those, but those suckers ain't cheap. Uh, no. Boxes all in. We've spent um, thirty five, forty thousand dollars, and renewed our lease in the middle of the pandemic. This was like a this was a, a gutsy move. Probably not the best move for most people, um, but I've always kind of been a a risk taker. So, but that's how I got where I got. You know, it's self belief, man. We can go in there. We can go, we can go into the movie theater. We can go want to go in there, but you know. You don't get a movie theater if you don't take chances. There you go, man. Look, and that's 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 what I find, like especially now, because you know when you're younger, you're you're more motivated to get like, oh, I want to make a name for myself. I want to become. I never wanted to become famous, but I knew that in my mind that was going to be part of making the money I needed to live the lifestyle. What do we got there? Your body's your barbell. Oh yeah, the 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 book by the great Sultan of the Sweat. The ten Sultan. Minute, of the Sweat. Ten minute tortures. We got. Delta Fit, we got Meta Shred, we got Heartbreak Hotel. Heart rates. Heart rate, heart rate hotel, not heartbreak. Well, I'm oh, sure you broke, I'm sure you broke some hearts in the hotel, my friend. Exactly. No, uh, dude, that, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm fired up by that because, again, like, <clears throat> you got to really love that gym you built. Because the easier thing to do is you could have made money doing anything. Like, you were. You were making money online. You could have done partnerships, gone back to sales. But you were so I got, I got invited awesome. multiple times to go back to the health club space for large sums of money. Um, and I turned it, I, you know, I turned it down because go back to what you said earlier was, and I even told like, and I actually got the people who were like inviting me. I even said, like, I said, you know, my lifestyle though, what would, what would you do? And like, I wouldn't take the job. Like you're offering me the job, but you're telling me not to take the job, right? You know, between you and me, don't take the job, but like you're offering me the job because the lifestyle it was, it was a huge factor. Uh, I've definitely given up plenty of money over the years because to me, lifestyle comes first. Can we just be honest about it too? It's not the type of cat that likes people telling them what to do, which is why you didn't go into the Air Force. <laughs> that's very true. Okay? That's very that's true. It's okay. We need people that, that take orders too. But yeah. um, you also have to know yourself, be honest with yourself. And again, that's why the, the two years I, I was at Men's Health just didn't work out because at the end of the day, it's like, oh, I could do this better. Mm -hmm. And uh, frankly, you're, you're kind of getting in my way. Uh, so th these are just the lessons you take and you just got to be honest with yourself. It doesn't make you a bad person, by the way. Yeah. It just makes you, you. So uh, let, let's, uh, before we get into Ozempic, which is, you know, probably the most interesting or controversial thing we'll talk about today. Uh, all the people you've worked with, wh what are your top three to five transformation tips? I mean, that, that's kind of a, it's a loaded question that could be its own podcast, but you know, like, Quick bullets, like all yeah. the people you've seen, the people that have succeeded, the people that haven't, what have been the three to five things that have been really the, the key difference makers? Yeah, I mean, number one, mindset matters most. I mean, that's it. That's why we've gone so hard into mindset training certifications for ourselves, studies, um, writing about it, teaching about it, doing seminars about it with our clients. The whole reason we have the Transformation Show podcast, you know, really the majority of the episodes, probably 85% of the episodes are are mindset based. Um, 
So it, mindset matters most. Uh, it, it would be my top one. And then I knew you were going to ask this question. Um, so I have like a four-step thing that I put together a while back. It's really simple, right? So number one, you can't transform a body you hate. You just can't. That's a good right? one. Not long term, right? Yeah, you might lose weight, but you're going to gain it back. You just simply can't transform a body that you hate. And actually, if we wanted to go really deep, there's a lot of mindset attached to that. And then we can get into the hormonal effect and the gut health effect that happens when you think about that. So like when you hate your body, there's actually a hormonal cascade and a gut health dysfunction that occurs, which is going to prevent you from getting results. But that's a whole nother topic. Uh, so number one, you can't transform a body you hate. Number two, trust the process. Right. Uh, this is a huge one. You know, this you go back to bodybuilding and working out and sets and reps and writing a program, just like you go back to, okay, this is how many clients I need to get. This is my closing percentage. This is how many people I have to talk to today. To you know, building out a business, like there's there's a process. And if you follow a proven process, you got you gotta you gotta have a little bit of trust, a lot of trust in the process, because most results don't come in a linear fashion. They come there's usually a hockey stick effect. And when it comes to like weight loss and body transformation, it's very up and down. You might lose three, four or five pounds in the first week and then gain two pounds the next week and then lose a couple of pounds. And you know, it's all over the freaking board, right? So you've got to just trust the process. Um, obviously buy into a good process, but trust the process. So that's number two. Uh, number three is progress, not perfection. That's my wife's favorite saying. Um, it's the cover of our first journal that we created. Um, it's one of our sayings, but yeah, you got to focus on progress, not perfection, because uh, you're just you're just never going to get anywhere. Um, perfectionism and procrastination are both mindset issues. We do a lot of discussions around those and why people are perfectionists and why they are procrastinators. It all comes back to fear is really what it actually comes back to. Um, so you got to focus on progress, not perfection. And the last one is just chill the fuck out. <laughs> you got you got to give life a chance to co-respond. So life will co-respond to you. So just think of it as stimulus response. Right. So if I stimulate the muscle, I can't be like, well, why aren't you growing? Right. We got to give the process a chance. We got to we got to let life co-respond. Right. So we put something out. Life will co-respond to us and it kind of meets us halfway, whether that's trying to stimulate muscle growth or lose fat or build a business or, you know, have, have a great relationship. Right. You got to do your part. You know, the more religious folk might say, let go and let God. Um, it's the same thing as like chill out and give life a chance to co-respond. So those would be my five. Really, I mean, dude, that's that's a phenomenal. Again, it's, I can tell you're a sales guy because you, you can't you can't make it a book. I know you made it a book, but you also have to have an elevator speech version of it. Yeah. And a couple of things to unpack there too. As as someone, uh, my biggest hindrance is uh, it's part of why there's such a precision to my programming. But perfectionism has been it's dogged me my whole life, and it it, it can it can destroy you. Yep. Mainly because. It, it, in some sort of sick way, it actually leads to procrastination because you're not willing to put anything out. You're constantly working behind the scenes and nothing's getting out. Yeah, can I, can I give a can I give a, an example of that 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 turned out to be amazing for us? And you probably have stuff like this too. So perfectionism does lead to procrastination. Both of them are basically forms of fear of not being good enough. At the end of the day, when you start to just peel the onion away, most people have some level of I'm not good enough. Right. Some have extreme levels. It's their core programming. It's what drives their programming every day. For other people, it's just a little bit. Right. But it's all there. We all have a little piece of not being good enough. Um, so one of the things, places where I really learned this really well early on in our business, uh, when when I finally sold Janelle, my wife, on coming on board, um, 
to quit her job, which at the time was pretty scary, uh, to come and work with me. Uh, the way I convinced her, of course, is I said that, you know, we get a dog and he could come to work with us. And, uh, you know, there's there's one guy right there. Yes. There's the other guy right there. They're never they're never too far away. Um, so she came to me. Uh, we're at we're at a coffee shop at the time on a break from work. Um, and she comes to me. This is literally one of those napkin ideas. And she comes to me with this idea for, you know, this is when we're detox becoming more coming popular. This is 2011. And most of them were just crap, right? Um, not taking into account actually like healthy eating, right? What detox is actually, it's really more of like the way we approach it is it's more of like an anti-inflammatory diet, right? It's an elimination. Diet. Let's remove the inflammatory foods and let's put in some good nutrition. So she comes to me with this idea for a 21-day reset. Right, because she's looking at the gut, this 21-day process to the gut. And this is all her, you know, she's she's the brains of all this. And she's like, What do you think if I put together this 21-day course? And here's kind of what it would look like. I'm like, that's a great idea. I'm gonna send an email out. We're gonna we're gonna do it. So we had no program, and that so this is me now understanding the process, right? So I had 150 people signed up for the program before we had a program. Now I've done stuff like this since then but it was a great lesson because Janelle was like kind of freaked out like so why don't we have a program I'm like well you'll get one that's good enough it'll be the start it'll be the foundation and we'll make it better and better and better and the first program was like a 13 page you know google document there wasn't a whole lot to it um we held a live uh seminar you know where she explained everything and then she had a coaching group in facebook where she was, and then we had like email daily tips yada 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 you know and we charged 21 bucks for it right so what was that three grand like that Right. We had so many people who were so interested that missed that one that like a month or two later, we filled another one with another hundred plus people. Right. And that one got a little bit better and it got a little bit better. And each time we did it, we were doing it like two, three times a year. Now it got a little bit better. And then we did a partnership back in the day with Sam Bakhtiar. Where we went out to his clubs out in California and we toured California and did a bunch of, you know, we did met with a thousand people. Um, Literally a thousand people did the program out there. You know, over the course of 10 years, this $21 program has produced six figures. How? By being willing to put out the base product and then making it a little bit better, a little bit better, and not being perfect. Because if we waited for perfect, that program probably still wouldn't be out. Even though now there's professionally shot videos and it's broken down into segments and it's got graphics and there's still plenty of other things we would do to make it even better. Right. But if you're locked into making it perfect before you get it out, we would have missed out on a decade of production of this program and and all the things it has led us to, you know, on top of that. So you can count the hundred plus thousand dollars we made just on the program. But what else has that veered us into and the relationships that we've built and the opportunities that have come our way? That's. What happens when you just what i call have faith and take action versus procrastinating because it's got to be perfect right because you're afraid someone might judge it well i mean look, like it, take, get, get a refund <laughs> yeah i mean look here here's the best example something we all can relate to unless you have an android every iphone you buy is a paid experimentation for the next version so be okay with it. Uh, again, you, you do the best you can, and especially if it's uh, early stages and it's you know it's an introductory price. You, you can fill in the gaps with personal attention, with you know being 
uh, receptive to feedback. And again, you're going to learn so much about what to add to the 2.0 version of this. So, you know, well, again, look, at, look at the evolution of the Daily BJ. Oh, my God. Right. I've, I've been I've been with it since the beginning. I appreciate right? that. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. So, I mean, I just look at like, you know, back in the day, you got Naomi holding the phone in your garage, right? Or whatever it was. And, you know, it was raw. Yeah, the, sun, the sun just is like scorching me. <laughs> you literally know? see my face on the left side. So it oh, just it, terrible it, audio. It, it didn't matter. Right. Because it, it was the, the quality was in the programming and the product and the personality. Right. Well, with Janelle's detox, the quality was in the programming and the information and the personality. And then eventually it got more polished over time. And it's still not perfect. And you know what? That's and that's the next part is the fifth thing you said. Uh, I'd almost call it just sometimes you try too hard. And what that what that does is that adds such an additional unneeded amount of stress to the process, and it squeezes out all the joy and all the fun in the small wins. And you know that that's happened to me a lot since I've left men's health. Frankly, I've tried so hard to try to emulate certain things I could did when I was there, whatever. And I totally lost sight of what it was that originally got me in that position in the first place. Yeah, it was me. You know, it wasn't my production quality or the camera I was using or, again, these are all the things you get away from when perfectionism starts to penetrate the process. Um, so, again, these are just some great lessons. We can go on and on, but I want to parlay that into Ozempic. Okay. okay? There's, everyone listening has heard about it. Everyone listening is curious about it. All the celebs are taking it, which makes me just want to vomit because I hate celebs. Um I, I just hate just the whole, you know, ugh, just and they, honestly, and they, and they don't, the, most of them, they don't need it, right? Number one, you can afford the best trainers and the best dietitians, although most celebrity trainers are complete jackass. But I mean, have you, have you seen some of these celebrity workouts in like men's health oh, magazine or vanity fair? It's, it's ridiculous. You, know, you get the, the cover models workout and you start to look at it. First of all, it's never theirs. We have to modify it because they yeah, don't have all the equipment. But um, keep going. Yeah. So, um, I mean, just here's a here's a perfect example. One of Janelle told me the story, so I, I don't know the exact origin. It's not a client's daughter, but a friend of a client's daughter because they came to us, who you know went to college and gained the freshman fifteen, maybe twenty pounds. Doctor put her on Ozempic. How about you just drink a little less, right? Like, so this, you know, she's not a 400 pound woman who's like, just give me some momentum, right? This is like a young college girl who put on, put on the freshman 15, 20 pounds. And like, they're, they're going to hand this shit out like Ritalin. And that's the thing that freaks me out the most, right? Is nobody's looking at, well, what does your exercise look like? What does your nutrition look like? Are you willing to do those things? Because if you're not willing to do those things, I'm not just going to hand this out to you. It's, it's like, hey, let's give our kids, you know, sugar cereal for breakfast. And then we got to, Call them. They, now they have ADD, so we got to put them on Ritalin, right? It, it's the same concept. It's like you're following the standard American diet, yet you got to go on Ozempic, right? This isn't an Ozempic thing. This is a mindset thing, right? So, you know, I don't know where you want to go with this direction, but I've I've got my concerns, and and I do have a, a someone who I care a lot about uh, who is using it and who's had great success with it. I I, I am concerned about the long term impact because we don't know. And in our country, um, we, we tend to do that with pharmaceuticals. Well, the pharmaceutical companies kind of get to do what they want. They make a big mistake. They pay some money out and they move on. Right. I mean, let's not get into the whole, you know, the most recent you know thing with, with the pharmaceutical industry. We won't have to go there. But like we, if we stick with the diet trend, 
like you know i remember back in the day i don't know if you, you might be too young for this but do you remember fenton yeah that was all the rage until it started killing people <laughs> right like this isn't the first time we've seen the wonder drug in the weight loss you know industry um and i just you know i'm not trying to be a, a conspiracy theorist but i don't i don't I don't trust what the pharmaceutical companies have to say about their own product. Uh, I, I just I just use certain logic, right? So let's start there. So when I look at it, I'm not going to get into deep into the science. My wife knows all the science of it and how it works. I look at it without even needing to know anything. I always look at things from a logical standpoint. So if the goal of this thing is to get you ultimately to eat less, like let's forget about what it does metabolically and all that kind of stuff. If you eat less, Right. So now you've got people who are essentially starving themselves, but they're not hungry. So that's why if you actually do go to the research, most of the weight loss is actually muscle tissue and water. So just like any starvation diet, 800 to 1200 calorie diet that we've had to fight against in the fitness industry for the last, you know, my whole 30 years. You know, what, what, what do they put, do, do with a typical woman who wants to lose weight? 1200 calories. They all go on 1200 calories. Right. Why? Because we know that is like, number one, it's the lowest safe number without any medical supervision uh, that we can put somebody on. At least that's the way it used to be. I don't know if it's different now. Um, so if we put somebody on one of these starvation diets, because 1,200 calories is definitely starvation, especially if you're exercising. Right. What's going to happen? You're going to lose weight. I mean, it's math. Right. You're going to lose weight. But the problem is people are so focused on the scale. And yes, their clothes are getting smaller. But what they're not focused on is how much muscle they're losing how they're slowing their metabolism down, how they're jacking up their hormones, how their gut's all fucked up. Like they're not paying attention to any of that stuff. So for me, Ozempic, how is it really any different? At the end of the day, it's getting you to eat less. Let's forget about any of the metabolic stuff that it might do. Ultimately, you're getting someone who's eating like an asshole to not eat, right? It's funny, my partner in, in Nutrition OS, Dr. Mike Russell, you know, uh, it's so funny because he breaks down nutrition really simple. If you're obese and you want to lose weight, don't eat like an asshole. Like that's coming from the PhD. It's it's really that simple. Right? That's where it starts. Now, if you want to get in BJ shape, well, it's going to take a little bit more than that. Now you might be getting into carb cycling and meal timing and all the fancy shit that people want to talk about, intermittent fasting and, right, uh, you know, glycogen, you know, uh, storage and how do I, you know, replenish and, you know, supercompensate, all these bodybuilding terms. It don't matter when you're freaking 100 pounds overweight. When BJ's trying to get photo shoot ready, it does, right? At this level, don't eat like an asshole and you'll lose weight. At this level, we got to fine tune some things. It's really that simple. It is, man. You know, again, so here, here's my take on it. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, what I want to do is I want to give my take on it. And then I want to give a couple case studies uh, in terms of how I look at it. Because again, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big science guy. I just, the thing is all those researches, it's great, great. But I already know, like I know through practical experience and just that type of thing, what this is all about as being someone who grew up overweight and has helped many people overcome that over the years, but ultimately knowing too, that there's just some people you can't help. This all relates to it. So my initial, what it does, right? So it's really blunting appetite and it's helping you with blood sugar management or glucose metabolism, all right? Yeah. The sugar in your body, uh, which, you know, probably is a problem for you if you have a lot of central fats. All right. That's you're eating a lot of processed sugar, which don't eat there processed sugar. It's all the problem. It's hand in hand. The only thing that helps you with that is regular movement. Let's not even call it exercise. It's just regular movement. Like if you were gardening all day, that's not exercise. 
but you would not have a blood sugar problem. Correct. Okay. So anyway, my initial take, and it's kind of like the young person that's still trapped inside this old 41 year old body is this is everything I fucking hate about the fitness industry because it's all about scams and gimmicks and pills and quick fixes. And there is no physical culture or education in this country. Mm -hmm. So the other piece of me is like, this is the answer. This is the answer. And it's, it's why I don't, I don't even program weight loss anymore because it totally gets us away from weight loss is a loser's mindset. And again, what I mean by that is all you're trying to do is eliminate things on your body. There's nothing additive and people don't realize what that does is your psychology. When you approach it from the other end of the spectrum, I'm trying to increase my mobility and joint range of motion. I'm trying to get out of pain. You know, the classic, I want to play with my kids. I want to be able to hike and not get winded or be so sore the next day I can't enjoy my vacation. I don't want to hate the way I look in the mirror. You know, and again, not that it has to be about the superficial piece, but it's all connected. Or I want to achieve something great. I've never done a push-up before. Or I've never been able to hang on a bar. I always failed the physical fitness test in gym class. That still haunts me to this day. The gain side of it, right? The gain side of it puts you on a winner's mentality because if you're focusing on adding to your body, adding to your quality of life, part of that naturally is going to happen. You're going to lose body fat. But if you're just going all in on weight loss, first of all, you'll be stuck in it forever. Mm -hmm. The perpetual cycle of every January, it's about to happen again. And we're all going to get, you know, we got a salesman go to the gym. Great. Awesome. I guess so these posts, my new year resolutions in February, they're gone. So that, that's a big piece of it too. Now, now it's the solution because we have not done a good job. People think exercise uh, is what, what I do to look this way. Right. Surely it is. But if they really knew what I did today, it's a daily walk. It's every hour on the hour. I do at least a, a minute of mobility, either hanging on my pull-up bar, which is right there. This is my gym space. Again, so I've set things up. And that is part of the thing, too. I have to be like, I've got wisdom now. Like, I've created this whole lifestyle of built-in support and accountability. I've got a private sauna to the left of me. I have a hot tub and a pool to the right of me. I have a built-in gym and film studio so I can do all my work from home and save time on travel and avoiding people. Like, so, look, and I don't have kids. So where I go to that is we, my wife, one of my wife's best friend, a busy single mom, uh, not a lazy person at all. She actually it, it runs essentially TED Talks and education for the New York uh, uh, NYU healthcare system, okay? All day, busy single mom, hates exercise. And she took Ozempic, lost 70 pounds. But here's, here's what's interesting, okay? Her doctor literally told her, I, hate to, I don't know how to tell you this, but everything you put in your mouth just turns into fat. And there are people like this. And this is what I'm talking about with the tipping point. If you have a metabolism that is body fat based, meaning, and I, I think the tipping point is probably 50%. When you're getting around 50% body fat, it takes over your metabolism. Then, then I don't think the regular laws of thermo, thermodynamics apply to you. A healthy metabolism, it is calories in, calories out. Absolutely. But there are some people that get to that tipping point where they have so much accumulated body fat and they have such poor blood sugar management and their hormones are so out of whack that without a medical intervention or a true shock to the system, like you got to dedicate your life to this. You got to go to the biggest loser. And even then, will you continue? No, they never do. So she lost the weight. But what was interesting about it was she said, you know, I don't want to take this for granted. 
She started walking. She started stretching. So again, if you're going to use it as something to jumpstart you when when you get a medical perspective, and again, someone that had had you know had battled her weight for for decades at that point, just turned forty, busy single mom, stressed out, has a thyroid problem. Again, a lot of, a lot of things to add on to that. It legitimately seemed like the only answer for her. But now she's walking. Uh, she asked me for some exercise tips. We'll see where it goes. But again, I think part of it too is, um, and the other piece of it too is, I I I, I knew someone. I worked with someone who had you know a, a videographer, um, and, and this dude had to be about fifty percent body fat. And I saw the way he ate, and you know you, you know protein and produce, but he was having hot chicken. Again, it was lightly breaded, but again, it's like, bro, like you, you like I can fuck with hot chicken mm -hmm. because I've gotten to the point now where I'm so good all other times, and I put years onto this, and I built the metabolism that is mostly muscle mass, so it works. It's, it's like the rich get richer, and the poor get poorer with this. Mm -hmm. The fat get fatter, and the more muscular get, or the leaner get more leaner, and that, that's a big part of this too. Um, and then you're like, is are they lying to me? Because they would be telling me they're doing these workouts, and again, I know. I, I'm a coach. So when someone who is 50% body fat, who I know can't do a single push-up, tells me they're doing 20, it's like, okay, well, so that, that's a big part of it too. There's can can we trust people? And I, I know I know you've dealt with this a lot too. People say, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You got to give people the benefit of the doubt at the same time, too. Um, he is 50% body fat. And this individual too did a marathon. He lost that was the one time he lost a lot of weight and he lost all his muscle mass in the process, starved himself. Straight cardio, the classic yep. thing that people encounter. But honestly, when I think about this individual, the, his only his only answer is Ozempic. Because if I take him at his word, he's tried everything, and he just keeps gaining weight. And technically, there are leaner, thinner people that probably eat better than he does. Like he doesn't. I, I eat him off the table every time we ate together. You see what I'm saying? So. Um, there are some people that I think it's it, it possibly right now is, is the only way, knowing how fucked up our food supply is, knowing like, dude, I, I go every week, we get this pizza. Uh, it's the best thin crust pizza in Palm Springs. Shout out to Stuffed Pizza, S-T-U-F-T. But they're trying to play Uncle Baby Biscuits because the pizza is smaller, bro. I'm paying the same price. And my, my wife was telling me this is, it's called shrinkflation. We all know about inflation. Oh, yeah. The cost of healthy food is... It's crazy. Now the upper middle class can't even afford healthy food. And maybe the rich still can, but who knows how long that's going to last. And But now they're shrinking food and charging the same price. If you check out McDonald's, man, it, things are half the size they were when I was growing up. Really? Every, they're shrinking. Because just They're not telling us, and they're shrinking the food, and they're charging us the same price. So when you know all that, and you know that, like, how long, how many mistakes, like, We've been in this so long, all the mistakes we had to make, but we were willing to do that because that's the journey of this, right? That's the journey of empowerment and ownership. I don't need anyone's advice or help because I've done it myself. I've made the mistakes and now I own it. And people aren't going to do that. So it is going to have to be a pill. And it actually blows my mind that they, they haven't figured it out yet to this point. So I guess they finally have. We don't know the long term as much, but now all the generic drugs are coming out too. So and again, that, that, that's my kind of hot take on it. Unfortunately, 
in America, just knowing this population, it's probably the only answer moving forward. Yeah, it's, it's interesting though, because I, I see, and you've had experience with it, as you mentioned, I've had some experience with people like it was, it's been the kickstart to a healthy lifestyle, but those are people who actually wanted a healthier lifestyle and they use this as their kickstart. Sure. Right? I think that if, if it, it, with the masses though, masses just want to be lazy, pop pill, eat whatever they want. Right. And that's the problem. If they put just as much, they put the billions of dollars into researching a, a weight loss drug into actually educating people about food and mindset. And why do I make these decisions? Why do I use food as a crutch? What is the, what is the limiting beliefs inside of me? What are the fears inside of me that make me reach for food? What hole am I trying to fill or stuff? What emotions am I trying to stuff down? Like that's where we've actually had so much success. My Janelle is, is a true professional at this a wizard with her clients is she's getting to the core program of somebody. And what, what are we trying to stuff down? What do we actually need to release? What are the emotions that we need to, you know, what are the traumas that we've been through that we're trying to stuff down with food or the, the, the current, you know, um, negative situations or interpretations of the situations that we're trying to mask with food, whether it's food or alcohol or porn or Netflix or what what addictive behavior, that's all it really comes down to is the American culture is addicted to food. And the reality well, is the they're, they're addicted, they're addicted to dopamine. Yeah, and but it's also it's also but it's programmed in the food you manufacture. It's it's you know, and this is where we get the conspiracy theories, right? You got, you got big food putting sugar, sugar and everything, and making you and putting. I mean, they have food scientists to figure out textures and flavors and chemicals to get you addicted to the food, which then requires you to take the, the drugs. With big pharma. Yeah, so it, it's a wonderful relationship. Yep. Right, but that's a whole other concept. You know, we, we we can get into. So it's like. You know, we're, we're not going to solve big food and big pharma here. But what I want is I want listeners, I want people who are struggling to, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't like the whole wake up or stop being a sheep or any of that negative stuff. It's just have a look at the, at the system as a whole. And there's a system as a whole serving your best interest, right? No, it's, it's definitely not right. So if we know that, well, then what, what can I do? What professionals can I seek out? The BJ Goodors, the Justin Yules, the Janelle Yules, right? The people who can provide me support that I'm not going to get elsewhere. And that's why, you know, like what you do is so important. What we do is so important for the people who are willing to go, okay, the system's failed me uh, and I'm ready to take action. So yeah, and again, ultimately, like this is a gift to be here, right? Who the fuck do you want to be? Yeah. Who do you want to be? Yeah, and you don't have to be shredded, but that's the no, thing. I mean, like Janelle says this all the time. I'd rather be 10, 15 pounds overweight and feel great and live my life and have some treats here and there. And like, you know, for me, like me and Janelle are both very genetically the same. Like, you know, take I, I've had abs. I've been on stage. I know what it takes to get those last like 10 pounds off. And I don't want to on a regular basis, right? Because I have other goals and missions in my life that I'm working towards. And I know like there's only so many hours in the day. I eat incredibly clean 95% of the time. Do I go hog wild over the, over the holiday weekend? Yeah, but I still go in gluten-free, low sugar. It's still hog wild, but it's hog wild on what most people go like, that's a healthy diet. Well, yeah, right? I don't eat like an asshole, as <laughs> Dr. Mike would say. But like, you know, I'll, I'll do my stuff throughout the year. So I eat 
incredibly healthy. I work out extremely regularly, like just like yourself, right? To get to that next level, like right now, I got about nine pounds of excess fat on my body, according to the InBody. I've had that sucker at zero. I know what it takes. I need about five more thousand steps per day from what I'm getting right now, right? And maybe I got to clean my nutrition up a couple percentage points. But it's probably, honestly, it's probably if I just got the extra 5,000 steps a day based on my experience, um, I'd probably shed those extra nine pounds. But right now, I got some pretty cool, you know, things I'm working on and goals I'm working towards. I'm, hell, I'm behind the scenes doing a project with you right now. It, it takes up some of those hours. Am I making excuses? No, I'm making a choice. But that's different than if I was 50 pounds overweight. Like, go find the extra time to put the 5,000 steps in per day, right? Well, the thing is, you can't do what you do 50 pounds overweight because that's true. Um, the, the dra it's, it's literally a drag on your economy. Yeah, and I'm in, the, I'm, in, I'm in that home gym seven days a week. I'm not, I'm not lifting seven days a week, obviously. Could be, yeah. you know, I could just be doing foam rolling mobility. But I'm in that gym seven days a week, right? Every morning, you know, 6 a.m., you know, uh, weekdays, and actually I'm in there 5 a.m. weekdays. Because um, so I, I roll and stretch for about 45 minutes before I actually go in my my live online workout at 6. Because, you know, 48 years old, I need to do some rolling and stretching before I, you know, start squatting and deadlifting. <laughs> By the way, you should be doing that in your 20s. Yeah, no doubt. I wish I, was doing, I, wish I, I wish I was doing it in my 20s. Yeah, I mean, same here, bro. And again, that's part of, again, that, that gets to the whole journey of this too. It's like, so if, if we actually had a culture where people were growing up and they learned how to use their bodies, this this would be much less of a problem. Have you, have you seen some of those physical education classes, like videos in the black and white from like the 70s, 50s, 60s, 70s? These guys were badasses on the monkey bars and doing, I mean, it was part of and the it, culture. It was fun. It was play. It was game-based. It was competitive. And yeah, certainly uh, it was also natural selection. Yes. Um, and, and it, it was definitely for a military structure complex. Oh, know, sure, getting, sure, sure. Getting people ready for, for to go to war. Um, but that, but that's kind of kind of what happens is like if you if you know the cycle, right? It's like what what, what do they say? Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Right. That's the cycle. And if you actually look at history, I mean every every major civilization from the Romans to the Greeks to I mean every major civilization has gone through that cycle and they all get wiped out. Because eventually, these really hard times create really strong men and women, and they ultimately create the culture and the prosperity, and they create the good times. And in the good times, that next generation, next several generations, become fat and lazy. And then another group of hard asses come in and wipe them out. Right? And there's a lot of theory right now that we're in the stage in America, we've been living the good life since the 80s. Right. And we're becoming very weak. And I'm not going after a younger generation. I'm a, I'm a hardcore Gen X guy. Right. But like you start getting to these younger generations, they're becoming, you know, not to say all or categorize any generation. So I don't want to offend any Gen Zers or wise. I don't know what the hell all the letters You've are. Already. You've already offended. Right. Probably have because they get offended so easily because, you know, right. So it's like, you know, that's that's the concern is if we don't make a shift, what's the big hard ass culture? Russia, China, whoever, that's going to come in and wipe us out. And uh, what a segue to AI. AI. There you there's, go. AI there's, no, there's no one harder than a robot. This is yeah, like right. Ivan Drago. This is Ivan Drago into, you know. This, this uh, is the Terminator, software. baby. The Terminator. This is, this is the Terminator. So we're, we're living in this age now. And, um, you know, I did a podcast, just a quick recap on it, essentially. I typed into chat GPT, 
please make me a BJ Gador inspired workout using Tabata intervals and make it four minutes total. And in a second, it spit out something that would be for 99.9% of fit pros and then 99.9% .9 of the fitness consumer that would receive it, something that they would see as a good workout, uh, something that they could do to have value. And even if it wasn't as good as mine, I can't make a workout in a second. Right. So what we're dealing with with this automation, and again, it's it's so early. And I just saw an article recently about um, the big scare with OpenAI was that uh, for the first time they saw the, the software could actually, everything up until this point, it's been like binary, zero or one, true or false, right? But they were able to solve uh, some math problems, which means that there's there's just something happening where now there is a advancement of the intelligence where, again, they can, at some point down the road, they could see, oh, humans are a threat. This is what, the movies you've been watching for 30 years. And the great thing about cinema is obviously you get these visionaries that end up predicting. It isn't exactly what we see, right? Star Trek. There you go. They, they predict uh, the future, and and it doesn't exactly come out as as predicted. But in some ways, it's like wow, this is like not too far off. So I wanted to talk because you you started using AI with uh, how you help you know trainers and making content and helping their business. But what are your thoughts, and, yeah. and how is this going to impact uh, you know fitness moving forward? Yeah, I I don't, I don't know what to say about in terms of uh, you know Skynet. Or anything like that um but what's going to happen there but in terms of the fitness industry or just business in general um well there, there's a there's a, a few different aspects depending on where, how deep we want to go with this um the the place i'm using it really primarily right now is content um which is an area that a lot of a lot of professionals struggle with um is, is how do i how do i get what i want to say out of my brain right how do i put it into words how do i what is my core message, right? Um, you know, like right now, the way I use it is I can get it to within a matter of seconds. I just did this for the project we're working on, right? To kind of here's the product and here's the general person we think we're going to be targeting. And based on a series of prompts, I can do market research within minutes and really understand the target audience for a product or for a program. Um, and then with that information about the target audience, I can then create core messaging that aligns with me and speaks to that target audience so that I'm connecting with that person. And then I can create content, whether that's social media content, articles, blog posts, newsletters, um, actual landing pages, eBooks, what have you that speaks to the target audience in a way that, that is still true to me and my, what we call a personal communication guide or writing style guide, but connects with them so that I can, because at the end of the day, you mentioned this earlier, I think, in the conversation, like if you go back to sales and you go back to fitness, like it doesn't matter. And I used to tell my people, always, it doesn't matter how good of a trainer you are if nobody knows that you train. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter how good, you know, the Daily BJ is if nobody knows it exists. So you have to create a platform and you can you can do that by being an influencer. Right. But not everybody wants to be an influencer in the way where they're going to have their shirt off on camera and they, you know, that's not that's not who they are. Right. But they can do it with content. They can do it with education. They can put out quality content that resonates with people. They can and you, I can teach you how to write a book this weekend. Right. With AI. Right. That's in your voice. And 
is conveying your message. Um, so there's a lot of really cool things that you can do from that standpoint. So I love it from a marketing standpoint. I love it from a market research standpoint, a communication standpoint. Uh, I got a call later today uh, with a buddy from a, a health club chain who wants to teach his trainers how to niche because they don't do that in health clubs, right? You, you, you're training grandma one minute, businessman the next, stay-at-home mom the next, you know, kid that like you're just every hour you're training someone completely different. You're, you're a total generalist, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it does suck the joy out of training for most trainers, right? Because most trainers, there's a certain niche that they really enjoy training the most. If they could fill their whole schedule with that, they would not only make more money, but they would be in a lot more joy. Right. And in the health clubs, they don't teach that. And he knows that I specialize in that. So we have a conversation later today because I might do some consulting work with them to teach them how to actually do this. And I'm going to teach them how to do it with AI because uh, you can do it in mass very, very quickly. So that's that's a big piece of it um, that, that I like right now is the copywriting, the marketing, the communication. Um, you can definitely do programming, as you mentioned. Um, you know, a, a colleague of mine made a comment uh, on, on social media, kind of poo-pooing, um, you know, ChatGPT or just AI in general. And just so everybody knows, most AI softwares actually run through ChatGPT. On the, you know, that's what's happening on the back end for the most part. But um, you know, it'll because you just have to write a program, and you were very you you were curious about yourself. But you 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 said in the style of BJ Godore, write me a metabolic twenty minute metabolic training workout. So you were very specific in what you were asking for. You didn't just say write me a program for a forty five year old man who wants to lose weight. Like you're gonna get yeah. you're gonna get crap if you do that. So number one, you you need to know how to talk to it, but you can feed it. Now it knows who BJ Godore is, right? because of what you've built over the years, right? It doesn't know who Justin Yule is, right? So I would have to teach it my training style, right? So if you feed it with content, I said to, the, to this guy's name was Andy, I said, Andy, well, just imagine though, if you actually fed, pardon me for a second, the FedEx guys, perfect timing. So you gotta get those shipments, man. You gotta get those shipments. Oh man, God. So, um, I said, Andy, what if, what if what if you could actually teach it your philosophy on training and then it would spit programs out as if you wrote them? He's like, that's a good point because you can. You can yeah, so, feed your content. Well, this is the whole thing, too. And again, fitness has always been funny to me because, you know, we're uh, like, for example, my, my father's from Tunisia. Uh, and anytime we visited North Africa, for those listening, uh, they'd be playing like music that was hot in America 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And fitness is like that too. Like people weren't selling fitness DVDs until like Beachbody really didn't hit until the 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 two thousands. And DVDs had been killing in the nineties, right? So we're always late to the game. Streaming, you know, I came up with the first streaming fitness platform in twenty eleven. Stream Fit. Way uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that later too. Um, but part of the reason it didn't work out is people were still so stuck on DVDs. Mm -hmm. Uh, because fitness is always so slow. So we just saw, and the, the writer and actor strikes, right? A lot, the big piece of that was like, they're making movies now and they're, they're pulling old footage of someone's work and then AI is making them present in the film and they're not getting compensated. So that, that was a big piece of it. And for someone like me that has had, I mean, I've got thousands of images, thousands of videos, a lot of stuff I made for men's health too. Like we did a bunch of gifts. I still, I see people now they make posts and they use those gifts. Now I don't yeah. own them, men's health does, but they can't use those. They do, they continue to do so, but that's, that's copyright infringement. 
So seeing how they were able to again, because part of the problem is they have they have my my style is kind of out there. They mm -hmm. don't have this, but they have output. And if they're looking at all these videos, all these workouts, all these articles, uh, you know, technically it's it's probably going to put out something quite similar. Uh, the, the, and then, you know, three to five years from now, why wouldn't they be able to digitize my face and my body? Yeah. Well, I, well, first of all, I can do it. That leave me, bro, because I don't, I don't see people sending me a check in the, in the mail. Yeah. So obviously there's, there's going to be a lot to figure out with the whole copyright infringement. You bring up the thing with the actors getting put in movies that they weren't actually in. And there's a lot of hubbub about that. So they're going to have to figure all that kind of stuff out. But earlier today, I actually, um, so in one of our sales funnels, so uh, Janelle, one of her specialties is hormones, right? So um, there's a hormone guide that we have. It's, a, it's, a, it's called Hormone Harmony. It's an ebook, just a very basic you know, introduction to, to how hormones impact your harmony. Um, and on the back end, we're trying to do ultimately, like Newsflash, trying to make some money, is we are selling a hormone test, right? Like, hey, get your hormones test and let Janelle interpret those and let's see how she can prescribe nutrition and exercise and stress management, all that for you, right? So on that page is a video of Janelle, you know, two minutes long, thanking them for downloading the ebook and, um, you know, essentially educating and pitching on the hormone test. Well, Newsflash, it ain't Janelle, it's AI. Because it's really hard to get Janelle to get the hair done, get the makeup done, sit her down, find a time in her schedule where she can go and record a bunch of videos for me, right? So now I don't do that anymore because I have the seed content from a two-minute video that she recorded that I can now turn into anything I want. Of course, I have her permission because we have to sign off on a thing. I can, I can make her say anything I want. <laughs> I can make I can make a video, right? So I can literally type in the script, or she can voiceover. Voiceover is a little bit more natural. Or I can type in the script, and it will adjust the video, adjust her mouth, adjust her movements. You think it's her? So how does that impact? If you go back to your original question with fitness, well, you can produce a shitload of content now, right? Because you know. Especially becoming, you know, the influence that you've become with hundreds of thousands of followers, will you get that by producing tons of great content? And as you know, it takes a lot of time. In your case, it beats the hell out of your body, right? And it's also money, right? Whether it's production costs or time, right? So now you actually have the ability, at least from a talking head standpoint, it's not quite in the exercise standpoint yet, but from a talking head standpoint, we're getting this dialed in now where like I'll be producing most of her content in 2024 all approved by her right but I can use AI to splinter out an ebook into a whole into, here's the next 30 days of posts based off of this feeder content which is an ebook that I actually wrote that she approved using her information because I can teach ChatGPT about Janelle and her philosophies and her personality and everything and with that information I can actually create a book get her to read it, approve it, and anything. I've written a couple of books for her already, and she's changed like a couple of lines, literally, right? That's it. And then I can take that ebook and I can splinter that out into social media content for posts and reels. And I can either use her talking head AI for the reel, or I can just go to an AI site that doesn't have her image, but does a bunch of B-roll based on the words that are being spoken. So 
the reason I'm so passionate about this for my 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 fitness entrepreneurs that I work with, and I'm I'm hosting a two day workshop teaching people how to do all of this here in a couple of weeks, because if you're not putting out consistent content, 2024, 2025, you're going to fall behind. The only so you got you got two choices. I mean, hey, I I tell all my entrepreneurs, look, you want to build a local business or even an online business, you want to do it on the cheap. You join the chamber of commerce. You go to every damn meeting and you meet every single person possible. You join a BNI. You join a local men's group or women's group, and you have coffee with somebody at least one person every single day, and you can build a business. That's how I did it in the beginning, on the cheap. But today, especially the younger crowd, they don't want to do that. They don't want to. Funny thing is, they don't want to go meet the humans to train the humans. I always tell them, I said, your online clients are still humans living in the real world. So go meet them out in the real world and then train them online, right? They've got this idea that if I'm going to build an online business, I can only do it online. Okay, That's fine. Good. Then fine. Then you better be a content king or queen. Oh, I don't know what to write about. I can't do that. That's too hard. Well, figure it out, baby. Our Uncle Baby Biscuits is going to be producing content. Ten oh, and you can't uh, keep up. Those listening, I'm going to I'm going to eat you up and I'm going to spit you out. I've got a thousand videos done waiting to get uploaded to YouTube. Now, in the early part of my career, I'd wake up in a panic with like anxiety up here in my face, in my throat, pain in my stomach. Like I got to make something quick to post. Yeah. So I used to live like that. That's how you're gonna. That's how most people are gonna be when they start because yeah. they don't have a proven content flow or system or creation process, and they certainly aren't three, six, twelve months ahead of the process. You know, you got to be like a fucking movie. The movie's done a year ago before it's launched, and then the hard work comes marketing the content. And that's something that no trainers do. Myself, I've been guilty of it over the years where I spend so much time in filming, programming, editing, uploading, getting it out there that by the time it's, I have to now sell it and convince people to do it, which I'm not passionate about because it's like, don't you, you know, it's great. Do I have to convince you of it? Yeah, you do. You and do. Uh, that's part of why I'm excited to, to partner with you and Pat on this project we've been working on for trainers. Um, because, you know, again, it's, 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 it's always key to, you know, you got to, you, you build a team. All right. MJ is going to close the game. Scotty's going to guard the, the, the best player, in another team. And Dennis Rodman's just going to physically abuse, uh, anyone in his path and frustrate people. Right. And then Steve Kerr is going to hit that three when you need him to. Right. So again, you, you, you complimentary pieces. And when you, want to do this on your own, that's not possible, right? Part of the reason you and I have had success is we've been lucky enough to find truly our better halves yeah. that helped us along the way, filled in all of our weaknesses and our gaps. Um, you know, and even if it's, but there are limits to a two-person team, you know? I've got someone in Romania that helps me with video edits. I've got someone in the Philippines that helps me with images. So again, there's, there's so much that goes into it. And that's part of why I'm like, you know, because there's the deep fake aspect of this too. There might be a competitor that's like, you know what? Let's take, a, let's make a deep fake of BJ saying he hates insert ethnic group, and right. it goes all over. And I'm done. They'll, you know, they'll cancel me in a second, even when I get out my video. Like that's not me. And they 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 study it. Um, ultimately, fifty percent of people would have believed the original slander. Yeah. That that is the scary part of it all. That is the scary part. The other piece of it too, though, is if ultimately they're forced into giving royalties. You could say, well, the most prolific content creator is going to win. Mm -hmm. 
because you get the most videos out there and, and like they've identified this person as a likeness that uh, that targets potentially the biggest demographics or whatever else. So, it, so again, it's are, are you aware, sorry to cut you off, are you aware no, that there are now AI influencers making six figures a year? They're not I real people. Not. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not real people. They're, 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 they're AI avatars, video. Uh, there are literally AI influencers now that are making bank and they're, they're not real. And people are people are people are following them. They're liking their content. They're getting obviously they're getting ad revenue. Sell, they're selling shit, and they're not real. Like that's where it's going. So like you, if you really wanted to, like let's say you're afraid of being in front of the camera, or you're just you're just not that. But you're great behind the scenes. You can build yourself, you know, a, a, a personality based business on a made up personality. Um, so like here's the cool side. There's no more excuses. Right. And if you continue to make excuses, you are going to really get left behind like never before, especially if you're trying to be the online trainer. Because, look, there are you're competing with the big names, right? Like you're competing with Peloton, right? You're still competing with Tony Horton. You're competing with good fuck peloton oh 100 i try i try to say that at least every other podcast yeah, um 100 i'm so glad their stock went to the shit. um but like that's what people don't understand is like that's what you're competing against and now you're joe blow online trainer who's got like you know 870 friends on facebook and most of them you don't even know who the hell like you know what i'm saying like you got 300 people on your newsletter list and you're like, I want to build an online business, but I don't want to go to the chamber of commerce. I don't want to go to the BNI meetings. I don't want to go to the men's group or the women's group. I don't want to go meet humans in the human world, even though the people online are human, right? Well, then you better get good at AI to get your stuff out there um, because you're competing against people who spend $50,000 a day to make back 60 or 70, right? And you got people with engineer brains running ads right and you're like well i don't I, I, you're trying to spend 10 bucks a day on your on your freaking uh recipe guide like good for luck my, for my personal satisfaction what do you hate the most about peloton oh god what do i hate most about it i just can't stand like the whole bullshit celebrity like like well, there's two sides to it. Like, number one, like, that's not what they do to look that way, people. I mean, they're teaching a class, they're getting paid, fine, good for them. Um, but I mean, at the core of it, and I know they do some strength training stuff, but at the core of it, it's still cardio queen crap, right? And from my standpoint, from the sciencey standpoint, you are ruining middle-aged people, right? You are, what people don't understand is things like Peloton and Orange Theory, um, and even like um, insanity type programs, right? Even beach body type stuff on the higher end levels. That shit is jacking up middle age, especially women. Their hormones are going and like, it, it's so bad for them in the long term. It's so bad for them. It ruins them physically, uh, ultimately emotionally. Uh, it, it's just not a good place to be. To me, to me, it's big fitness. Yeah, you know, it's a great way to put it. Let's just throw as much fucking money and tech at this as possible. Let's get these personalities uh, that ultimately they're not going to teach you anything. That's the thing. Like 
you're not going to learn anything. There's so no, pro- there's no progression. There's no periodization. Sure, sure. I guess it's a good business model because it's a consumable, right? You, you don't actually don't want people to learn because they they have to keep doing it indefinitely. But ultimately, what most what happens to most people, just like anything in the history of fitness, you buy something, you end up not using it. Yep. Right. The treadmill becomes a clothes hanger. Your Peloton bike becomes like a place you can stretch your hamstrings with on, on to put your foot on the seat of a bike. Um, but honestly, I, I just hate it might be like the uh, contrarian contrarian in me, but I always hate the things that are just like, oh, this is the cool thing to do. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. And, uh, and that might be the old man in me now. And I try to fight that every day. But I just having been in this space for so long and um and I even know someone that that is on that platform who's actually a really good trainer. He won the men's health uh, next top trainer, uh, Andy Spear. So he might be upset at me saying something like this, but you know, ultimately, it's, it's my opinion. I, I I like him. Yeah. And I think he's good. Hey, good but, for him. He's yeah, he, he's sure. he's capturing a cash flow opportunity that he has made for himself. Good for him. That doesn't mean that ninety percent of the people who are buying Pelotons either a should be buying them or or aren't like i have i have a thing with orange theory and then you could say hey that's because you're a local fitness studio orange theory is kicking your ass yeah but like if they were kicking my ass and delivering something that was really high quality and transforming the majority of people's lives i'd be cool with that but they don't have a thousand people showing up every week even though they have a thousand members like most people aren't showing up and there's a lot of burnout there's a lot of a lot of burnout a lot of injuries all right so it's for a certain segment and a lot of these programs are really, they are meant for a younger population, not to sound like an old person, but like after a while, you have to understand how does this not only impact joints, but how does it impact hormones? That's a huge piece to this. And, you know, hey, we both grew up in the high intensity interval training world. And a lot of the foundation we do is that, but we do it smart, not crush your soul and ruin your hormones, right? There's a gut health aspect. Right. These are two huge pieces of weight loss and fitness that people do not pay attention to. And you've got to understand how exercise impacts both of those things. Because at the end of the day, if your hormones and gut are screwed up, I don't care. You could do the best program in the world. You ain't getting results. Bottom line, you're not going to solve your health and fitness problems on a stationary bike. Yeah. Alone, right? Again, it's especially for like, again, I always, it blows my mind too. Like, you're, so you're going to sit all day. And then you're gonna sit to work out. But now they have a treadmill with with a little yeah, hand I, weight, with, a little, with a little hand weights on the treadmill. That's the treadmill that was killing babies. Yeah, right. Exactly, getting run people over. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, ultimately, and your, five, your five pound dumbbells that come with it, right? Like, come yeah, on. sure. Look, look, it's uh, and by the way, like I'm not an influencer. People have, like people consider me that. Uh, I, I and I'm not I'm not like upset with you for saying right. it, but like I, I to me if if. After I've addressed this, if you continue to call me an influencer, I would be offended because I'm not trying to. I don't like the, the big fads in fitness, right? So there, you get it, it's it's egomania, right? So it's it's basically the person's name, method. Yeah, you know, like so it, it's all about proliferating your specific style of exercise, uh, elevating yourself in this platform. Where like CrossFit or Peloton, these these things have just try to become like basically waves right and they at the end of a wave it crashes yeah and you just try to get out as soon as possible and get all the money you can this is exactly what's gonna happen to peloton it's exactly what happened to crossfit it's exactly what happened if any infomercial fitness product uh you know in, in history um i don't care if 
you know, I mean, I, I just, I want you to, as a big part of it too, I actually, I want you to do it. If you sign up to the Daily BJ, do it. Yeah. You know, like I appreciate this, the monthly subscription, but I appreciate it more if you actually engage in the exercise, support other members, whatever, right? So anyway, uh, I could go forever on, on Peloton. It just, and then again, you know, you see them on ESPN. And again, the average consumer, because again, they are influencers, right? And what happens in these situations is they get connected with corporations. They're getting Nike deals. They're getting uh, on masterclass. They're, you know, again, like, so now we're, the public is forced to believe these are the top people in the field. Though yeah. if, they, if you ask them to design a progressive one-year program, they couldn't get past the second week. No, they couldn't get past. They couldn't even write the first workout, quite frankly. And that's that. And that's where I see where you're going with the with the term influencer. Because I mean, at the end of the day, everybody's an influencer. I influence people. You influence people. Everybody influences people. But this influencer term, unfortunately, it's you've got people who don't know their ass and their elbow who are teaching things, who are representing or teaching things that they shouldn't be teaching. It's like the Kim Kardashian effect, right? Like you're famous because of what? And now your sister, younger sisters, are famous because of what? Not saying they haven't done anything with that fame. Like, you know, what's the young one who's like a billionaire now, you know, built a makeup company or some shit. Like she took the name and did something pretty freaking incredible, right? Even more than her, you know, than, than Kim did, right? But like you're famous because of what? You didn't actually produce anything of value for the world. When I think of fitness influencers, though, I'm not thinking of those people. I think of like you or Jeremy Scott, like people who are out there producing content. You have a large amount of followers. You're putting value in the world. and both of you, if I said, hey, can you write me a program, would write a kick-ass program. Right? That's that's kind of the difference. Um, but I, I, I can see what that term would bother someone yeah. like yourself. Well, the, the other difference is I own my content. Yeah. And, and again, like I played that game where I made some incredible stuff and men's health exploits me. I'm making a penny on the dollar. Like it's, you know, that's literally like my initial catalog when I'm young, hungry, and like I'll never be able to recreate that initial hunger and passion I had in that first DVD. It just it just can't happen because I have a home in Palm Springs, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm 41. Like so, I've got to deal with that. But the reality is, all the content I've made since I own. So you can influence. Yeah, and you and you did the research, and I know this going back originally because I used to write for you back in the workout automator days right you you come up with a concept for a workout and you're like okay justin here's the concept here's why i'm doing it this way here's the rationale behind the workout and i'll go write an article that we would then give to the trainers to use right so all the way back 15 years ago 12 years ago whatever it was there was always method behind the madness there was always research i i i think just about every article i ever wrote for you you were you gave you gave me references to use right they, here's the workout. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about this. Like, so there's, there's always been that. And that's the difference between like, you know, these influencers who go pick up their pink dumbbells and, or, or go work for Peloton because I got a hot body. Um, yeah. So that, that, that is, that is, we, we can talk all day, but we're not here to be angry old men. <laughs> we, we are, we are in brief uh, spurts, but again, you know, we're, we're actually still out here doing shit, you know, yeah. other men are just, they're cashing it in. And, you know, <clears throat> The other piece of it too is when when you're gifted at something, right? And it, it gifts can be natural and or acquired through experience. All of a sudden, like it's like you you plant a tree, and all of a sudden, beautiful citrus awaits you. Yeah, full of vitamin C, juicy, right? Um, but it's tough to sometimes explain the gift. Like some, there's some some of the best workouts I've made. I I, I can't 
fully explain to you why it's so good. I do the best I can, um, but you have to experience it, right? It's experiential. It's movement. Yeah. It's, it's one of the people always want to fucking talk about fitness and they don't want to do it. You know, we, I used to, when I uh, would release these DVDs, people would say, I love, I, I'm eating a sandwich now watching your DVD. <laughs> I'm like, you know, and it's funny, but that, that really is, I, I was telling Jeremy Scott this, it's like, he's built this amazingly successful podcast for lots of reasons. Yep. But one of them is because there's a lot of people listening that just love to hear him talk about fitness. They, they, they don't necessarily like to work out, but again, there's this phenomenon of people just like being associated by listening to it. I guess maybe there's, I feel like I'm doing something for myself. I don't know, but the kind of segues into the thing we've been working on together that is coming out at the time of recording this in a few weeks. Um, do you want to start talking about it a little bit and let them know what we I mean? Cause you know, yeah. this is, this is by the way, I'm going to set the stage for it, and then I want you to come in and and, and add your uh, two cents. You mentioned earlier, too, that the, the tough times make hard men hard women, right? They also they, they create vacuums and unique opportunities for the people that are present and willing to take action today. Mm -hmm. So here's what I mean. There's been a huge vacuum created in the fitness industry. Half the people left during the pandemic. Now, you could say... The, the the casual mind or casual consumer fitness would say, okay, it means this is not a good time to invest in fitness or to take on fitness as an enterprise. Uh, the intelligent person, right, when the economy hit she hit the hit the fan, she hit this hit the wall, she, I don't know what I'm saying. In 2008, I'm like, okay, this is an opportunity. Yeah. Right. And by the way, next year at this time, got an election cycle coming up. It ain't looking good. <laughs> by the way. Those wet markets ain't going anywhere. So I don't know what's going to happen to the world in the next, but I do know that everyone else out there, the average person is going to just sit and wait. And there's going to be a handful of people that will actually jump on the opportunity of filling this vacuum. And by the way, we're three to five years away from AI being so complex and potentially progressive and, and intuitive that like to me this is like the i look at it like real real estate too you want to buy when the costs are down or you know at the same time with real estate some there's only so many houses and i think that's one mistake people think they make is oh it's digital so anyone can have a home and with digital real estate you you get to the point where and we're already kind of there in the sense that it's so saturated and so competitive like when we got into this there were like 10 people there were 10 names in fitness now there are thousands and we've essentially gone away from there's been a couple power brokers that decide who is the expert men's health right these are the people you should follow in fitness and now men's health can't even compete with influencers that have bigger followings than they do right or people like me that might have more of an underground following because i'm not an influencer bro i'm not i, I i'm not i don't want to be your friend uh, i just want to share my knowledge with you and you decide what you want to do with it and that's it you know, and that, that's what I'll continue to do. Hopefully I can empower you, entertain you occasionally, but whatever. Um, so you have, there's a three to five year window here where any potential digital real estate left, it will be gone in three to five years because then you'll get to the point where now now AI is just going to determine things beyond even our, our current comprehension in the present, if, if that makes sense, right? Because we, we don't know. It's, it, it's going to be exponential. Um, so there's a unique opportunity right now, which is I'll, I'll hand it to you in terms of what we're working on. 
Yeah, so like there's this, uh, we have, and I'm gonna, I'll give a shout out to Peloton here and let me explain why. Oh, they're, they're marketing geniuses. No, they got more people and the pandemic obviously was the leading edge of this, but, and then Peloton is the one who probably capitalized the most. Timing is everything, right? Getting people comfortable with working out at home, right? Because for a long time, we yes, you had the Jane Fonda DVDs and the Reebok Step DVDs and the, and the Insanity DVDs, the Beachbody DVDs, but the pandemic really forced people to make a decision of either we're not going to work out or we're going to work out at home. Now, a lot of people, even in my world, chose not to work out. And for the times that we were closed, they didn't work out. When we opened, they came back. When we closed again, they didn't work out. And when they came, oh, they came back or they never came back because they fell off the wagon. But many people, I've noticed about 30% of my clients stayed online because of the convenience factor. They realized, oh, I can do this. There's some coaching. There's a follow along component to it. Whatever the piece is, I can do this at home. So there's a different mentality happening in the world now where people are like, you know, I don't need to go to a big box gym and I don't even need to go to the local training gym because there's online solutions. Now, the challenge with most of these online solutions we've addressed, other than the fact that like most of the workouts suck in general, if you actually know what you're talking about, there's no actual progression from workout to workout. There's no program design behind it. It's really more like a Netflix of fitness where like the user is left to decide which workout they should pick. And they always generally gear towards the same one because that's what they're comfortable with. So they never get outside their comfort zone. They never grow. They never really truly transform, right? So what you have done over the years and really perfected it in 2023 was taking this online component and how do I build in if I was going to design a progressive training program like we do at the Transformation Club, but how do I do it in an online capacity where it's taking people on a journey over the course of 12 months. So I start with workout one, you know, X1 and I go all the way to X60. Like there's all these workouts that it's a it's it's a it's a it's like music right it's a symphony like it, it's a, everything flows from one to the next and that's how you and i have always from the back in the day saw programming we always we both always thought in terms of even when we had it like our boot camp stages like this is the workout we're doing now because that's the workout we'll be doing later right there's always been this like annual training flow to the workouts right and um, you know, and what I think you did brilliantly was say, okay, what do I know about home fitness? Well, there's got the workouts got to be short, right? There's a certain attention span, 20 minutes or 40 minutes, depending on who I'm working with, right? Different levels. Follow along is really key, right? That's, that's, that's a must. There's two types of follow along. There's like follow along, like on a DVD where you're doing the whole workout. And then there's follow along that uses more of like looped B-roll, which seems to be the trend, right? Because people don't necessarily want to always hear you working out and sweating and talking the whole time because you're, that's actually distracting to some people, right? I just want the background. I got a timer. I got the person demonstrating the exercise I can follow along with, right? And then the mix of enough variety, what we would call exertainment with progressive programming, right? And that that's the key, like this progressive programming pathway, which is actually what I dubbed it, that you created, right? That's the name I, I came up for. It was this progressive program pathway, because that's really what it is. It's a pathway to success. So we're super excited because BJ came to me and, and my partner, Pat, and said, um, I want to license this content 
to trainers. I want to give them the opportunity to build their own online empires. You know, whether that's a couple extra hundred bucks a month, a couple thousand bucks a month, 10,000 bucks a month, whatever level that they want to do it, it could be as a add-on to their current business, it could be a downsell, or maybe they're doing in-person training and they need a downsell, people who are looking for something a little less expensive. Um, it could be a complete business. We have nutrition coaches for my other business, Nutrition OS. Well, they want to have an exercise solution, right? So there's a lot of different opportunities. And we said, okay, cool. This, you know, I, I'm obviously familiar with the program. I've been, you know, I've been in your community for years, last five years, I think it's been. And um, you know, so we partnered up and basically we're taking we're taking BJ's creative, right? And the tens of thousands of dollars and thousands of hours that he's put into creating the content that the average trainer is never going to be able to do. It's to be the it's gonna be the roadblock, right? To getting started now you can say hey we can go back to the conversation about you know 21 day detox you can break out an iphone and do do a basic video that works that worked a few years ago nowadays the quality's got to be higher right so there's a huge barrier to entry for most trainers to build their own content so by licensing this content and combining it with the marketing skills that i have to now build a business around it it's just kind of a beautiful partnership Right. So between, you know, um, the relationship is really it, it's BJ on the content expertise side, subject matter expert, myself on the marketing and business building side of how to put all this together and create an actual business so that people actually know you exist and you have this training solution and what that looks like, you know, with BJ and yourself. And then Pat is obviously, the you know, he's he's, he's the connector in fitness. I mean, that's kind of who he is. Right. He's now the godfather connector in fitness uh, to help us bring this to the masses uh, of trainers and he just happens to be a business expert so he'll be adding his business expertise uh to it as well so it, it's a beautiful uh you know three-way <laughs> to uh to, those, to, are the, those are the best ways right to, to, to help trainers really kind of overcome the the major barriers to building an online business uh which is the trend that a lot of people who i'm working with in the in the fitness entrepreneur space want to move towards whether they want to do it because it's the next trend some people want to do it um you know some people just don't want to leave their homes right? that's just the, they want to have you know they want to work from home and build a build a home and be closer to their families um and be able to you know especially with young kids they don't want to have to be at the gym for 12 hours a day uh, this is this is another opportunity for them to build a more family centric business. I think that's another thing that's come out of the pandemic. It's another thing that's come with online as AI proliferates. It, it will allow you if you use it correctly to build a more family centric business, a more lifestyle based business. Um, so we believe that this this license and this partnership is going to be a huge opportunity for fitness professionals to be able to utilize the content to create their own uh, online empires. And it's called Online Workout Automator. And again, just, just some background on this too, guys. You know, <clears throat> I, I had an originally a product over a decade ago called Workout Automator. And at the time, it was these iPhone videos of me, like it was like satellite footage of me doing the movements in my old uh, gym in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a fitness asylum. Uh, you know, we sold that for $200 a month. Uh, even back then, uh, again, like these are, they were, they were, the best workers I could make at the time, but like production quality. Yeah, and those are, those are behind the scenes. Those were, hey, trainers, here's workouts that you can implement into your boot camp or large group training program. Yes. They weren't consumer facing. It was just to educate the trainer so then they can go into it. Because, you know, training 
I often find real quick, like they love, they, they may love programming, but they realize well, to actually build a business here. And now I'm like, my time is split. And it got to the point where, well, if we can create these workouts for people to implement in their large group training or boot camp environments, or even semi-private one-on-one, it took a lot of pressure off of them. So they could use these either as guides or just swipe and deploy. And it was a phenomenal, phenomenal resource. Uh, that's the yeah. part I had mentioned earlier as well. I didn't mention the name, but that's what it was. Uh, and oh, I love yeah. it. it. It was done for you programming, but now this is done for you programming plus. 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 Again, 90. 90. The, the speed shred had, I think, 18 workouts. And people paid uh, 150 to 200 bucks for that 10 years ago. Yeah. 90 DVD level instructional plus follow along workouts plus the images that come with it. And by the way, it's not about me. If it was, I'd make you call it the Godur method. Right. All right. You can rebrand these resources. You can put your name and face on them. What this really was is I wanted to create what I needed 10 years ago when I started StreamFit. When I started StreamFit 10 years ago, the first streaming platform in fitness on the market, it didn't succeed, but it laid the groundwork to be up working at Men's Health and, and essentially being this opportunity today. So that's but the that was hundreds of thousands of dollars of investment from, 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 from private investors. Quarter million. Yeah. All right. And and fast forward to today to make all this content cost me 25K. So again, we're talking a tenth yeah. of what it costs. Again, 25K is what probably the average trainer makes a year. So th this is a non-starter. Like you can't. You can't even get started with this. And by the way, this is not only an opportunity, I can always make more content. But if you look at it from the standpoint of I've got a ready to go business with two subscription models, a basic and advanced or premium. And we, and got, we got splinter programs. 10 plus done for you products you can sell, you can mix. Again, this is a proven model. This is my model yeah. that I perfected over the years. And I could definitely do more if I wanted to. But again, it all comes back to lifestyle, how much time I'm willing to put in to get what I need to live this way. And I've identified that amount of time. Yeah, I can always do more. Um, but from my standpoint, I was, I'd rather empower other trainers to use the content that I've, I've dedicated the last year of my life to on 20 years of experience to go help people and, and allow them if they wanted to. This is also, you could consider it a year to get ready to start making your own content. Exactly. It really, it really does set you up in a lot of ways. It's, you know, number one, it gets you started with online content that you can use. Um, and, you know, if anybody's thinking out there, well, but what beach is in the video? Well, if you're using Trainerize or any of the other major platforms for online training, you're not in the video either, right? You don't need to be in the video. Once you actually understand how to use the content, which is where I come in, um, there's there, there's all the marketing aspects that are done for you, created for you by me. Uh, uh, you know, I should be a very well compensated copywriter level uh, stuff that you're, you're, you're getting, the business building aspect of it. Um, but, you know, the other piece to it, and I mentioned this to you, early on in the, in the conversation was like this is like a master's level education in progressive programming really nice for the young trainer um and even the you know the older trainer who just always loves to learn right so just i mean if nothing else it is a master's education in progressive program design hence the progressive programming pathway uh, that we call it so i mean i think that alone is an, is an exciting benefit of it as well um you know we're, we're gonna be building a certification on it we'll be doing a live event uh so lots of cool stuff that we've got we've got coming along we'll be doing a we'll be doing a, a webinar on it um i don't know if that'll get in the show notes for this particular episode but i know bj will be mailing about it um so if you guys are listening make sure you're on uh bj's mailing list to get information about it. if you are a trainer this is a webinar uh 
whether you're going to utilize the content or not, this is a webinar that you need to be on because BJ is going to basically break down, um, you know, kind of like the blueprint of building an online business. And if you want to use uh, Workout Automate, Online Workout Automator as a tool to build your business, you can do that too. And, and you know, what's also crazy about this too is I, <laughs> I, I started obviously personal training, corporate community boot camps, uh, got into online startups, but I, I began early in my career helping other trainers. I, I basically was just getting the systems I was using for my boot camps, both workout and business. That was bootcamp blueprint, the business blueprint. piece. And the workout muse, people I don't even know what that is, but it was basically auto audio interval training soundtracks. Yeah, let, me, let, me, let me jump in here real quick. Cause first of all, two things that came up for me. One was the whole the, the whole bootcamp blueprint and then eventually workout automator. Like those were the foundation to the business that I've built myself. So the transformation club wouldn't exist without starting off with bj providing done for you content and help, having help with the marketing and having help with programming even though i was great at programming it was just it was more learning more education so like it was the kickstart that i needed to feel confident leaving the health club and starting my own business into nine summer of 2009 is when i started my business that's a pretty dangerous time to start a business right so it was this starter content that i had available and then over time, I mean, here I am today with the Transformation Club, with Janelle's, you know, six-figure health coaching business, with, you know, co-ownership of a nutrition certification and business building program, now getting into this, um, business coaching for fitness entrepreneurs, um, working on a supplement company now. Like, all of these opportunities trace back to getting some help from BJ and Pat, our other partner in this venture. So that's pretty cool full circle story. And secondly, I was thinking about this the other day because I, I mean, a lot of people use, I think you use it too now uh, when you're on your own, maybe use like Seconds Pro as a timer. Like, sure. Your app was the first. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was the first Seconds Pro. It's pretty fascinating when you really think about it. Like, it was the first interval timer. Um, and you had built in workouts, you could create your own custom workouts, and you can even add your own playlists. Like, it was like, the, talk about like, that and StreamFit were two programs that just way ahead of their time. I appreciate that, man. And again, you know, the, the other piece of it too is when you mentioned, well, he's in the video, not me. Well, again, sorry, the AI is not good enough yet where we can replace your face. If we could replace your face on my body, I'm fine with it. Again, like it comes down to uh, a couple things here, right? So for me, legacy, I'm 41. Uh, I hope by the time I'm 50, that if I continue to be in this space, it's just, it's all by choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and, and I'd like to do some other things in my life too. I'm not sure yet what, I'll find that out. I just need the time to figure that out. Um, but also like what I'm best at is making content. Uh, I'm a hands-off coach. I, I'm a very introverted person. So for me, uh, this allows me to share my gift, do what I do best and then empower people that are like natural born, like coaches they actually get energy from it, like helping people at that more granular level. Um, the other piece of it too, is like people have no problem selling affiliate programs. Did you make that protein powder you're selling? No. And, and, yeah, again, and like, in the face of it, wait, too. Wait, I have to say too, like you get all the money from it. Like I'm not, I'm not asking for an ongoing cut. It's a one-time lifetime license. At a, at a price that were initial price, by the way, it's like, this is ridiculous. Is we ridiculous. will raise it for this yeah. first group of people. And by the way, those listening, I'll put in the show notes, uh, the link to opt into this special newsletter list where, you know, I'll let you know right away when it's ready, the webinar for this, but also ongoing 
business tips as I kind of now transition over into uh, more trainer training the trainer type of work. So I'll let you go. Well, I would say to the video thing, and we'll address this. I mean, people, that's going to be my part of the, of the webinar. I'll, I'll go into a little bit of this in helping that aspect. Like I said, Trainerize and OneFit and all, all these big name apps that people are using to build online training businesses in a more one-on-one -on -one style. By the way, there's going to be a one-on-one -on -one component. Uh, it's all one-on-one, -on -one, but like a custom, a custom programming component, right? There's going to be the preset program period, you know, the periodization, the program pathway I mentioned earlier, but there's also... Uh, going to be a library of like a thousand exercises that will allow you to do the got the, that yes the custom the customized training just like you would do in a trainerize right it's just it's BJ in the video instead of the trainerize guy right um, so that that's the only so so that that's an irrelevant piece to it it's such a minor piece that people often get hung up on but like again trainerize and all these other apps you're not the guy in the video and you don't need to be the guy in the video. you need the guy building the relationship or the gal building the relationship with the client and by the way it doesn't matter if you're a female you have female clients and bj's in the video it doesn't matter a lunch is a lunch right the program's the program so it's you build a relationship you you make the connections you you do the the marketing aspects that are going to come with the program that's why it's called work online workout automator because we're going to help you automate the business aspect of it as well so you it allows you to you now go and build the relationships whether you want to do that online you know as we talked about earlier and ai could be a potential tool for you or you want to go to the chamber of commerce bni local men's group women's group what have you um and shit, i mean this is also just hell if you do one-on-one -on -one in person training this is a master's in program design. That you and you could upsell people that are struggling with particular aspects of the workouts into FaceTimes. You know, I, I charge $300 an hour for FaceTimes. Yeah. I, I phase that out because I'm now focusing more on more scalable things for me at this yeah, point. We do, even like with our Nutrition OS licensees, we didn't even get a chance to talk about Nutrition OS today. We'll do that another time um, because it's basically, it's nutrition license and workout license, right? Um, you know, we do things with like VIP texting, like for an additional $97 a month, you we get daily texting Monday through Friday uh, and people don't abuse it and they actually see high value in it. You could do the same thing with, that's, it, there's a tip for you guys out there, right? Accountability is what people need, right? So if you're an online personal trainer, you should have an upgrade that includes Voxer or WhatsApp or just regular texting on a daily basis. Nobody abuses it. You know, um, it can be a huge opportunity to stay connected with your clients and keep them long-term. And the other piece, too, I forgot to mention is they're getting a, a done for you website hosting the content. Well, yeah, all that. Yeah, there's there's so there's so much there's so much to me. Again, we're doing a whole webinar on it. Yeah, to, to me, though, by the way, like is that like I had to back when we launched StreamFit in 2011, it cost a hundred thousand. It cost fifty thousand dollars to make the beta, which wasn't good enough. So another fifty thousand dollars to make the alpha. Um, so a hundred thousand dollars all in just to host the content. Um, so again, like this is a mind-blowing opportunity and and we'll teach you how to make your content uh your own content along the way in this in this uh program if you want to if not um again i can always make more content yep. um so again it, it's i can play right now as I, I will not make my own content i'll use the bj content why am i going to waste my time making content but i mean hey if you want to make your own content and, and, and you're passionate about that do it but like i look at it from an efficiency effectiveness standpoint i've already got great content well, let me go work on the, let me go market the content. Let me go put the content in front of people, right? Rather than go make my own content. And again, you know, ultimately have more time to do what you want to do, man.
And I've got a library of 100, 100, not a thousand exercises, but a hundred plus exercises. And that was a nightmare to make. Oh, no, dude, it's an incredible amount of time. And again, um, it could only have happened from a decade of mistakes. Yeah. Again, this is just, I, I just, there wasn't someone like me showing me how to do this in 2011, but now there is someone that can do it for you in 2023. And that's just, that's yep. the way the world works. This is a, you come full circle with the conversation. This, this is bootcamp automator. Uh, I'm sorry, bootcamp blueprint all over again, but for the online community that myself and a lot of people I know, that was the launching ground in 2009 for a lot of business that still, that's, lasted and still exist today through the pandemic uh bootcamp blueprint uh and you know two of the people who ran that program were you and pat rigsby and two of the people who are doing the online bootcamp automator are you and pat rigsby and then me right so it's it's uh it's pretty cool how, how it all comes together and this is where i think this is we're going to take the next decade of of online training um a bunch of people with us that's the goal man so i'm super excited about it again check the show notes uh, we said this would be an hour. It's two. So a couple of things quick. If you could just take the time to like, share, subscribe. If you are on iTunes or Spotify, a five-star rating and review is much appreciated. It helps us get the good word out to good people like you. But Justin, where can they learn more about you? Not only your gym in, in Minnesota, but also your Nutrition OS program, which is fantastic. Uh, we'll put it in show notes as well. Yeah, I mean, just the transformationlife.fitness is the hub site for all things that Janelle and I do. Um, so if you want to you know, follow us there, the podcast is there, the blog is there, um, all, all that good stuff is there. Uh, we'll put a, we can put a link to that. We can put a link to um, so Nutrition OS. We can have a whole other conversation another time. It's, it's Nutrition Operating System. It's a partnership I have with um, Pat Rigsby. Again, that name keeps coming around. Uh, he's, the, he's, the, he's the major connector in, in, the, in the fitness industry. Um, and Dr. Mike Roussel, um, who is just, you know, superstar uh, nutrition doctor. Uh, so we've got this program where we essentially help trainers build their ideal nutrition coaching business, um, which it's a lot of fun. So it's kind of this is it's it's kind of funny when I said with BJ when he came to me, I'm like, wow, you're really coming at the right time because we've got now this nutrition and now we've got you you bring in the exercise component. It, 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 it's a beautiful that's match. The, that's the jab and the cross, right? There. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It, it's it's just it's a beautiful match. I mean, you really you, you can't ask for that. Uh, if you want to check out Nutrition OS, just go to nutritionos.org slash secrets, and I've got a little special report there for you. Um, so just it's that there's no www for some reason for that website it's literally like it's https colon slash last just type in nutrition os as an operating system.org slash secrets and it'll pull up the page you can download the special report uh you can check out the webinar if you want to you can contact me directly through there justin man thank you so much for your time today thank you those for listening lots of great stuff is coming down the pipeline check the show notes for more and uh at the time of recording this i wish you a very healthy and happy holiday season. We'll be back with more and uh, fuck Peloton. <laughs>